Hey guys, it's Sleeper Kid here. You're about to uh, listen to a podcast recorded yesterday on um, April 5th, 2016, uh, where we sat down, or I, I sat down with the uh, lovely and uh, talented Carrie Spectrum, and we had ourselves a hell of a conversation. Uh, as usual, <laughs> we uh, had some wine uh, and uh, and just kind of, you know, shot the shit. Uh, for those who don't know, Carrie and I have been best friends, uh, God, for over 15 years now. And uh, it was a pleasure to, to come up here to New Jersey and sit down with her and uh, discuss her origins in the business and where she is now and also how uh, her company intersected with mine. And uh, there's some really good stuff in there, some great stories and uh, some, a lot of honesty. Um, so um, without further ado, enjoy this podcast. Hey guys, welcome to Wrestling with Fetish. Today's date is April 5th, 2016, and we are all the way up north uh, here in New Jersey, um, particularly my friend Gary Pranzo's place. We're actually in his basement in his little mat room, so it's very appropriate uh, that we will be doing today's podcast with one of your uh, favorite um, wrestlers slash models slash everything. Uh, for those who are not familiar, um, we will do, uh, I'll give you a bit of an intro here, but... Uh, we're sitting with Carrie Spectrum, who um, we've known each other for a oh, long time. Yes, it's been a long time. But uh, um, from my perspective, Carrie is uh, one of the best in the business, uh, definitely one of the most fun to work with. Um, and you and I, have, yeah, like I said, known each other for a long time. And so to be able to get up here and get you to come over and, and you know, sit down and do this podcast is, is awesome. Um, we have uh, actually other fetish shoots going on above us. So if you guys hear some bumps, it's because uh, some crazy shit's going on up there. But, um, <laughs> but anyway, so um, we'll, I guess a good way to start would be to let Carrie herself tell you guys um, where you're curr currently at with your, with your own production and the kind of stuff that you're shooting, the kind of stuff that, you know, like what, what are you currently doing now? Because we'll go back to your origins, I think, in a little bit, because people really want to hear about that. Okay. But what are you doing now? Like, what is your name of your company? Kind of like a, a plug, if you if you will. Okay, cool. Um, well, my company's Spectrum, and I am producing and modeling. I'm not modeling as much for other companies right now. Um, just, you know, like, I work for you, and, mm -hmm. you know, I, I basically just work for friends. Um, if I'm not having fun doing it, I'm not really doing it yeah. anymore for other people. It's not about money anymore. Um, I produce mainly fantasy. I'm not doing competitive as much anymore. Yeah. Uh, the fantasy I produce is constantly evolving. You know, it's it kind of ebbs and flows with what I'm into personally at the moment. Yeah. You know, sometimes I'm really into sleepy content, for instance. Like I'll I'll be wanting to do that for months on end, and then. I'll be motivated to do something more sensual or sexual for months. It, it depends so it's like on. It just comes in phases. Basically. It depends on what I'm feeling, um, what the fans are feeling. It's not necessarily what the market wants from me. Mm -hmm. You know, this is all, a lot to do with my passion as well. Yeah. My company. Um, I I love my fans and I love what they want, and I'll always give them product that they want, but. A huge part of my company is always going to be what I want from it too. Well, that's good. That's um, that actually brings up a, an interesting point because I, I mean, 
uh, at some point I'll I'll probably do a podcast solo where I give the whole story of like what how I started but like I can never do that in a podcast with it just takes yeah. too much time but um, yeah people ask me how you know like how do I choose what I shoot and mm-hmm. yeah it's it's one of those things where like that week we'll do with, deal with customer requests but then there's those out of pocket shoots where you're like mm-hmm. you know what I think this is awesome and I think this is sexy and I think this would be uh, and maybe it's not even necessarily sexy. It could even be like, I know this is going to sell. Yeah. Because, like, you know, I would want to see this like on TV, like on WWE or something like that. But um, Carrie has a clothes for sale store. Uh, Carrie uh, at Spectrum, is it still a customer request or is it? Uh, it's Spectrum Customer Request. Okay. Yeah, I have and a main site with that too. The main site as well, which I've seen and it looks awesome. So if you guys do not know who Carrie Spectrum is, which shame on you, um, check out, check out <laughs> Spectrum's Customer Request. Um, from what I've seen on your store, you definitely, she does a lot of, uh, what I would call, I, I call it the umbrella approach where it's like, it's not just that one theme. There's yeah. a lot of different variations on themes. So it's kind of like co- covers a lot in one particular yeah. store, which is really, really cool. Um, it's usually, it's mostly all combat. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like I, I do tons of different fetishes, exactly. but, but it's different types of combat you know? yeah I, I, I don't see you doing stuff like balloon popping or anything like that it's... yeah you know I've actually got a really big fear of that so <laughs> you won't see me doing balloon popping oh damn we just lost 30% of our viewers yeah sorry guys <laughs> or listeners okay. um, so uh, but yeah I think that's an important thing to, to stay uh, relevant is because uh, we've talked about this before but um, the idea of like producing just that one thing that mm-hmm. that that either you like or, or you know you think your fans like which is not a bad idea I mean tons of companies do it foot fetish companies do mm-hmm. it uh, there's companies that do um, wrestling where it's mixed wrestling and it's just basically neck scissors for like you know 60 minutes and it's always a girl beating the guy yes and, and over and over and over again mm-hmm. which which is fine like that is their niche but like you and I and a few other producers that we know have carved a niche out which is wrestling but not just like okay, we're gonna each match is gonna be a belly punching match. Yeah. Each match is gonna be two girls on one, or it's mm-hmm. gonna be pro style. Like we do, as long as there's any combat, as long as you can call it combat, then it's then we do it. You know? Yeah. Your difference between you is that, and me is uh, mine. My company, I would I would still call myself, I guess PG PG thirteen. Yeah. Um, whereas you've done more, gone to more the adult side of it, which I I, I feel you've done so very tastefully. Uh, I try to. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I rode the line for a long time, and I actually never thought that I would um, even go as far as I have. Mm-hmm. I always thought I'd kind of keep in pace with what you did. Yeah. Well, let's go back to that, because then we're going to go forward to what made you do more of the adult than hold back. Because mm-hmm. I know you went, like, you almost had, like, an ebb and flow. Where mm-hmm. like, I'm going to try this, but now I'm not going to do it. Yeah. But take us back, if you will, to, uh, God, what year was it? When we we first met, when we met in person, it was not even when we first met. Let's go back a bit further to when this whole idea of even doing wrestling Oof. was a thing, like where it became a even not for an me, op- yeah, an option, yeah. You mean when I first became interested in wrestling? Period. Yeah, yeah. Or like not even or in in video wrestling. I became a fan of wrestling, pro wrestling, when I was a little kid. I mean, mm-hmm. my brother and I were pro wrestling fans. I grew up in Asbury Park, so we went to pro wrestling shows at the Asbury Park Stadium there. You know, I was a big Macho Man fan. I remember being a little kid in, in the shows and being terrified of, um, what's his name? The shaman guy who would come out, Chief 
Jay Strombo. Oh my god! And the the lights would go dark, and I would cry <laughs> because I was scared. I was that I was that young, <laughs> you know. Um, and then going home and being young enough where I I would cry because I didn't understand why I couldn't wrestle with my shirt off like my brother could. Oh. <laughs> you know, it's. Well, you fix that. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but yeah, I've always been a pro wrestling fan. Um, then when I even got older as a teenager, we, um, we used to set up ropes and wrap them around trees in my backyard and make a pro wrestling ring. And that That's was awesome. around like the generation, degeneration X period. And we all had like t-shirts and we would do the holds and the moves. Like it, I never outgrew it. It was something that just never went away for me. That's awesome. Actually, you and, and uh, Jacqueline Velvets have similar stories, which is funny because I, I don't know if it was because I was just, I grew up kind of, I wouldn't say poor, but like I just. So never, did I. Yeah, I never <laughs> thought of asking my parents to take me to a show, although when I was a kid, like like much younger, I was more like a Hulk Hogan junkyard dog. My uncle was best friends with um, Bam Bam Bigelow. They went to high school together. That's how we got tickets. Oh, shit. That's awesome. Yeah. I should have had that. So we were poor, but we had the hook mm -hmm. up. You knew the right people. Yeah. Um, so you already had a love for the pro wrestling world and, and the, of course, the more like uh, mainstream way. Mm -hmm. So what led you to start doing the video stuff? Well, when I got older, um, I started dating this guy, Ken, and he was friends with this guy, Mike. And, you know, um, throughout my relationship, my first love, mm -hmm. um, Years down the line, Ken and I broke up, and Mike and I got together, and uh, Mike actually had a wrestling fetish and a foot fetish, and he introduced me to it, and I was okay with it. You know, I was very open-minded, because mm -hmm. I like to wrestle, and, yeah. you know, the foot thing, I was fine with it. I was raised to be very open-minded, and I didn't know at the time that it the internet was becoming a big thing, mm -hmm. and I didn't know like about the online profiles and stuff but yahoo groups was a really big thing at that time so we would go online and we would talk to other people um other profiles things like that and try to set up matches you know mm -hmm. and it was pretty cool and when i turned 18 you know we tried to set up work with other companies okay that was yeah and i remember i mean my my memories of it were um, getting, I think, emails from from him, and mm -hmm. you would mention. And it's funny, it's like he actually, before you was dating another girl, Trish, Trish, yep. Trisha, Trisha, yeah. That was back before you had your site when you had. I uh, had the page. I, I had the. I had like not the. Uh, you had like a board or something. It right? was it was a site, but it was just a fan site. Yeah, it was that, a fan site where you shared stuff. Yeah, where people would send me stuff, and I would post it because I wasn't shooting anything yeah. uh, of my own, but. I, you know, if someone wanted to send content, I was like, yeah, sure, you know, and mm -hmm. I didn't charge anybody anything, so. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I get this guy, he's like, hey, me and my girlfriend, uh, you know, and she's really interested, and he started sending me these pictures, and, and some of them, most of them were unsolicited, and I was like, I, okay, sure, send them away. Um, I'm a pretty girl and everything, and he was trying to set up, like, catfight sessions and stuff with her, yeah. and I think one of the first girls that, that I saw her wrestle was you, mm -hmm. but I'm, I'm not quite sure if it was before or after you guys started dating? I don't know. It was after we started dating. And okay. Because I wrestled her as the ex-girlfriend. Okay. Really so bad I, dynamic. It really, yeah. Because I was just really like, bad you, dynamic. How did you, like, <laughs> how do you hook that up? You know? I'm just a really loyal girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how do you hook that up? Like, you get the, uh, yeah, you know, hey, this girl's my ex of, like, last month. By the yeah. way, you want to fight her. Yeah, I, I'm a really good girlfriend. Oh, yeah. I, uh, yeah, there's... 
But then again, I can't really say much because like one of the one of our most popular girls um, at our site right now is Serena, and Serena and I dated when mm-hmm. got back in. 96, 97, like we yeah, that was a long, long time, time ago, ago, but that wasn't a matter of two months before no. when he had so just you, cheated on me. The yours was definitely more fresh, yeah. And now yeah. Serena and Jacqueline Velvets are like besties, so it's mm-hmm. it's a weird how the the time. Well, kinda, Serena's a great girl, but she's so. she's she's fucking awesome. Um, but uh, so we did uh, so yeah, so you sent me pictures of you guys grappling, and then uh, and I told them like, well, we don't really do grappling, we do more like we're you know, like at the time, we're like. Actually, no, at the time, we were putting up anything, so the grappling mm-hmm. worked. But when I started shooting my own stuff, uh, I decided to go more towards a pro wrestling kind of slant. Mm-hmm. And this was, God, this was back in my uh, second place that I lived at. Because the first one was the like apartment. my... first one was like a tiny apartment. We were doing stuff on like comforters and shit. And then yeah. we went to my townhouse, which is like a not red much... Mat. Yeah, not much bigger. It was my bedroom and a red mat. And... Uh, what was funny is like he tried to paint it as if most of this was like kind of like she really wants to do this, mm-hmm. you know. And I knew better because I I've I've dealt with plenty of the guys who are like yeah my girlfriend really wants to wrestle, mm-hmm. but then you realize it's just he's really trying to pressure her to do it, and yeah. I didn't want that to be the case. Yeah. And but you know he was oh, well we'll drive down there you know I'm like okay but you know she she I don't want to suddenly have a girl walk in the room and go like who are you yeah what am I doing here. I thought we were having dinner with my boyfriend's aunt, you know? <laughs> and now there's mats on the fucking floor. Where are we? Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> so how close to that was that? Like, or did you know what you were getting yourself into? Um, on the ride down to Florida, I didn't know. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> shit. <laughs> on the ride down, we were going to visit his grandparents for my birthday, my 18th birthday. Oh, man. Um, when we got there... It was, um, okay, we're here, and um, by the way, we're going to Fort Lauderdale, and you're going to work for Flamingo, and you're going to have a 60-minute competitive match for Flamingo. Jesus Christ, man. That was where I met Julie Squeeze, Mm -hmm. and um, I'll say this publicly, working for Flamingo at that point, at least, was the worst experience of my life. Um, I remember... Yeah, you can be honest. I almost passed out, and they didn't want to cut the video. They filmed from a tripod in the corner of the doorway. They basically threw a cup of water in my hand and told me I needed to keep going. They were terrible to work with. Um, Jeez. Yeah, it was a really bad experience for me. I'm surprised I kept going, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike was horrible because he expected me to go in and win. And I, when I didn't win... He gave you shit about he, it? He almost broke up with me. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um so then after that I knew we were going to visit you on the way back up and I was okay with that I was actually comfortable with that I was like okay well I know we've we've spoken you know we are friendly online we were kind of like pen pals mm-hmm. so that really was you I was writing yes that was, <laughs> yeah some of the time it was some of the time it wasn't like I knew like we were we would take pictures we would send them to you like I knew that I knew who you yeah. were like okay like that was cool like I knew like you were somebody I was comfortable with like okay. it was a comfort thing he was like okay well we're gonna stop at sleeper kids I was like okay I know sleeper kid okay sleeper kids cool so like I knew you, I knew who Angelina was, mm-hmm. like I knew the website, like. And for those of you who were uh, still kind of discovering, uh, Angelina was one of our first, uh, I guess stars. Yeah. Yeah, and she uh, she was she she uh, God, and it was funny as I grew up with the girl, but everyone loved her, and uh, she was and, amazing, and you knew who she was. Yeah. So you you coming up, you knew who she was, you knew who I was. So this was uh, like a almost like a 
welcome breath of... It was kind of like a safe haven after coming back from yeah. Flamingo and Black Falcon. Oh, man. So we stopped by you guys. Apparently any company named after birds. Yeah, you know, <laughs> stay away from them. Birds of a feather flock together. <laughs> so um, I'm not saying that Flamingo and Black Falcon are that way now, but um, for somebody then. who's new in the industry, it, it was a very difficult thing for me. Because I had never worked for anybody else. If I had come in as somebody experienced, it probably would have been easy. Yeah. Like, if I were to go back and work for them now, it would be a piece of cake. But that still that still begs the question, like, do they still do this to new girls today? Exactly. Like, or do they treat them with more respect or, like, you know, at least respect to, the, to their training level? Yeah. I would absolutely tell any girl coming into it, brand new, don't go work for them. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a grueling match. And, you know, they don't have that bedside manner where... You know, you and I will just be like, cut, blah, 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 like mm-hmm. anything, you know, just yell cut. We'll, we'll stop for anything. Yeah. Even if it's a competitive match, you know, for instance, with a competitive match, if something happens, you know, their whole stance was, we don't want to cut and have anybody question if it's fake. Yeah. I'll keep filming. If somebody gets hurt or something, I'll just keep filming mm-hmm. and I won't take it out of the video. So you see why. You have to suddenly stop. You know, like I had a girl hit their arm on the heater and it was hot. And instead of cutting, I kept rolling, and I was like, okay, girls, you got to watch the heater, come to the center of the mat, blah, 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 blah. Like, you find ways around it, mm-hmm. you know? The fans will understand and appreciate that. You know, oh, it's yeah, like in the UFC, like, yeah, you know? Yeah, like you're, in, you're sitting there live. Yeah. You know, and somebody hits their arm against a wall, and you're like, ah, mm-hmm. shit, like, we have to cut. No, we don't have to cut. Because you're, if you're sitting there watching it live, it's like, well, now we have to watch as the girl recovers. Mm-hmm. and then gets back into the mode of, of wrestling again if that's the case mm-hmm. but yeah you're right that's yeah like UFC yeah you're not gonna have somebody there's blood like, pouring in your mm-hmm. eye they're gonna check it they're not gonna just be like oh we're gonna keep going because the fans are gonna question <laughs> if it's real or not if we're putting fake blood in your eye it, that's bullshit you mm-hmm. know I will always put the girls first and I know you will too yeah and, yeah. and I don't care you can call me fake well but... pro wrestling does the same thing too mm-hmm. I mean I've, I've seen guys wrestle through broken legs uh, torn shins, like uh, I think Triple H did a whole end of a match with a with a busted knee, and he could, he just didn't break I character. Didn't break character because mm-hmm. they would frown upon that. You yeah, know? and when somebody actually does break character, it's a massive fucking huge deal. Well, there was something like that in women's um, MMA too. Who was it? Um, it was uh, Randy Couture's wife. Mm. She she completed a fight with a fractured jaw. You know, a completely fractured mandible. And I believe it was a fractured mandible. It was a fractured jaw. And it's it's insane what you... Did you're... she win? Uh, I don't remember <laughs> I'm if she I'm just curious. Went... That'd be great. I think it went to decision. But, um, yeah, it's just insanity. I just imagined, like, an interview. Like, so how do you feel? And she's like... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, but it's like... The, she has, like, a Christopher Reeves mouthpiece. <laughs> 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 Just shock her with a prod, make her say. Sorry for the dark humor, guys. No, no, this is going dark. <laughs> God damn it! If you're listening to this and you think this is like Disney.com, it's not. You're on the wrong, uh, wrong podcast. You want to back it up before the kids hear it in the backseat. Yeah. So, all right. So, uh, give me a quick, I guess, point of view of you coming into, um, and it's not because I'm trying to feed my own storyline, but I, I am genuinely curious what it was like for you to come to our place and, you know, your first impressions and all that. Uh, when I first came to your place, it I was like, it's kind of like hanging out. I knew it was more laid back. Um, at the time, 
you know, it seemed at the time, not now, it mm-hmm. seemed like it was more of like a thing in the making, mm-hmm. which it was. Oh, definitely. Um, I mean, it was a fucking townhouse. Like I said online <laughs> a few weeks ago, you know, I remember when we were getting ready to settle payment and stuff, you were telling me, you know, oh, I don't really have a lot to pay, but someday I hope to be able to pay people what, mm-hmm. what they deserve and blah, blah, blah. Do you remember what it was that I paid back then, out of curiosity, at all? Oh, I, God. I, I know it's I changed think, a lot. I, I don't mind people knowing this. I shit, remember though. one of the shoots we did one time was The Big Sleep, and it took us, for oh, one God, of the first Big yeah. Sleeps, it took us like 12 hours to shoot. And you paid me, I think, $75 for yep. it. And I was okay with it because it was such a good experience. Well, I, I had so a blast, but I felt terrible about only being No, I had so much fun. It was so much fun. Mm-hmm. I remember the scene... Where I had to run up the stairs and get shot in the butt with like a Nerf dart. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought it was so funny. And the only bad experience from that whole thing was always my ex. You know, he always just was like a sore thumb, Mm -hmm. you know, but always good memories. No, no. It was was always great. Yeah, no. And that's, that's, I, you know, that's something I would gladly admit. It's just like we just, we were starting. So in, in a lot of ways, like, man, I just, I, you know, we were still kind of broke because we didn't have, we weren't making you know we were producing the content that was going to but eventually... you gave me things that were much more valuable than mm-hmm. money back then like you taught me how to film mm-hmm. you know you gave me ins on how to edit you showed me lots of things about photography i wouldn't be able to produce or run a company the way i do right now if i didn't have the guidance that i had from you back then so That's... i would have taken no pay back then and the knowledge that you gave me you know well, then I'm glad I was able to add on some pay. But no, I, that, that means a lot. Uh, definitely means a lot. And, and you've told me that before. And um, and I can tell from your work that you do care a lot about the things that some producers, no names at all, but like some producers seem to leave on the wayside stuff like framing a shot, lighting a shot. I mean, something as simple as just white balancing a shot, you know, just making sure It's amazing sure that... to me how many people don't white balance. Yeah, white balance people! Yes, it takes just, a few moments. Oh, it's literally just five white balance. seconds, white Keep balance. Keep your lights out of the shot, yeah. unless you are setting it as a studio. Yeah, yeah. and even Please. then, there's some shots where I, even yeah. I, you you can't Please avoid God. some of the lights, or like if you do, you can like change the exposure so it looks like yeah. it's just a light on the side. But no, it, I yeah. would make a producing for dummies, but you guys are just making me look better. <laughs> <laughs> No, and but yeah, there is there are some people out there where I, I just go like, man, just fucking, uh, just put your subject in the center. But honestly, that's what makes the difference between people who are passionate and really, truly... And who see it more as like, I, if I do this, I'll make money. Yeah, like there are fetishists with a camera, and then there are producers. And then there's, uh, I think, honestly, I would say that we're somewhere in between because... There, uh, Absolutely. On one side of you know of the extreme, we have the the fetishes with the camera, mm-hmm. and then you have the guys who have no idea what the audience is, but they just figured if they shoot it, it's going to make money. And I think to be in the gray area, is you better. have to be in the middle. You have to yeah. you have to you have to a respect the process and the tech technical side of it, but you also need to like it a little bit, mm-hmm. or at least understand it. You know, you because know. if you don't have that comprehension of the fetish, then you can't ever be in tune with your clients exactly. and fans. There's stuff that I, I've been asked to shoot, you know, like, can you include, like when I first started, can you include some, you know, barefoot stuff or, or foot fetish stuff? 
And I would just have no clues. Like, well, do, I, do you want me to film from the bottom, like where you can see the whole sole of the foot? Or do you want me to just go from the top where you can see the toes? Or do you want to see more of the ankles or the heel? Like, I really, I would type these guys, these see, emails. See, and that, I always had great insight with that because my Because you started with the foot, yeah, the feet up. Um, and uh, <laughs> it, funny story. So there was uh, one, of the, one of the best moments was, and I did know, and, you know, um, I mean, you named him already, so... Uh, so Miguel. We'll, yeah, we'll name Mike. We'll just uh, call him Superman. Superman. But uh, uh, Mike, if you're listening, um, YOLO. It's the uh, you know, it's the truth. Um, <laughs> but no, there was. I knew that he was a foot fetishist because I think you had told me, and he had told me as well. He he had been forthcoming on that. Either way, really quick shout out if uh, Mike's fiance is listening, Stephanie, you're awesome, and I love you. Yay! And so the. Um, uh, I knew that uh, <laughs> that he, you know, he was a big fan of the foot stuff, and we did a match with you. I forget if it was the first visit, but it was first visit or second visit where you came down. Did you come down twice? Oh God, I came down more than yeah, that. yeah, many more times. And you it, came up to Jersey. Yeah, you came up to Jersey, times? and so Jackson was doing it. Was going to do your, one of the first oh, matches with you. Oh God, I know what you're going to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> and Jackson, like you know, and Jackson's a very uh, Jackson's like a huge like raw nerve. Like she just is this creature that like pretty much will say whatever's on her mind. And so she uh, she was sitting there with you and you had just either, I think you just wrapped up a shoot and you're both like in your bikinis and you're sitting on the bed and I'm just sitting, I'm, I'm actually breaking down the, the lights or whatever, which at the time were like hot lights you buy at home. The construction Depot. lights. Construction lights, yeah. If it was winter, it was awesome. Um, yeah, if it was winter. If it, otherwise it's... In so, Atlanta. In Atlanta. And so you guys were sitting on the bed talking and for some reason, you both decided to give each other like a foot massage. And, and I'm like, I'm just setting shit up and like I'm in the corner of the room. In walks Mike and he sees you guys. Mm-hmm. And I don't recall the exact sound he, make, he made, but it was something. It was like when I was like, yeah. yeah, oh God, you know, it's like, this is happening. You know, and yeah. uh, and I just go like, oh, what's wrong? And I look over, and I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. You know, <laughs> this is like, I guess I put myself in his brain. I'm like, oh, this must be like a fantastic part of the day. Yeah. But uh, but that was that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, it's like dying and get your twenty virgins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, there's not a one in the room. God damn it. So but funny. but yeah, so uh, so yeah, and the thing, I mean, you know, I I appreciate it about you is that you know you really put your all into the shoot. And I mean, you were just starting too. Like you know, you didn't, you had not evolved to what you are now. And but even at those early stages, I knew that a you were gonna be a really good model to work with. B physically, also like you know, you're beautiful, still are beautiful, but you also physically fit to be able to like roll around and, and grapple, and also, which we didn't really do a whole lot of, but um, we would do st- a lot of pro wrestling stuff, which that stuff is just about, I think is physically demanding and mm-hmm. there's a lot of other stuff. Like people yeah. always go, well, you know, this girl's a grappler and that girl can, she's just doing a Boston crap. It's like, it's no, it's no, still dude. demanding. It's brutal. When it you is. get somebody in a torture rack, walk around for a couple of seconds and see how you feel. Yeah. Trust you me. Know? I've had three major surgeries in the past year mm-hmm. and year, year and a half. That shit's Yep. Tough. Yeah, you get somebody up the wrong way and you'll fuck yourself up, which you have and I have as the well. Boston crab camel clutch combo is what caused my back surgery. So, uh, a a failed, uh, not a failed, but a um, a suplex that the girl did not give me any jump on is what tore my, uh, gave me my first hernia. And well, the uh, pile driver that the girl didn't do right exactly. is what caused my the, the, yeah back thing. So. And so yeah, it's it's not a you joke. You got to trust man. your opponent. It's not. Mm-hmm. 
And that's one of the reasons we do the things that we do, the walkthroughs yeah. and stuff like that. But okay, I don't want to fall... But shit happens, you know? I definitely don't want to fall off track. Um, and I want to give you some more, definitely some more story time. So, um, uh, so you came down. We did the whole thing. It was awesome. Uh, Carrie came back several times. We shot a lot of great stuff. And then there was a period where you kind of backed off from it for a while, it seemed like. But then you went in a different direction. Mm-hmm. Pulled back to another place and then went back. So I was going to have you kind of just tell me how that was. Because I, I think it's better told definitely through your point of view. Okay. Um, so I had been with Mike for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then when we broke up. I started seeing this guy, Alex, and he became very territorial, and he was a very jealous guy. And I had started working with another company called um, Super Action Fight, Mm -hmm. and Alex knew Brian, who is the guy that runs that company, and he was comfortable with him, and because he was local, he was comfortable with me working with him, and I was really close friends with Brian, Mm -hmm. and... It was an unlikely friendship, and you had actually referred me, because I was hesitant on working with Brian in the beginning, but because he had emailed me a couple times, and I was like, eh, because he didn't have a site up or anything Mm -hmm. at first, and you were like, no, he's cool. But Brian and I ended up being really good friends, so I was like, you know what, he's local, so Alex kind of aired me on not working with anybody else in the area, or in the country. I stopped working even with We Bring It, which was... Was the big thing. Yeah, my competitive company. Um, so I became exclusive with Super Action Fight. And I stayed with, oh God, how long was it? It was a while. It was, it was a few years, I Mm -hmm. think, that I stayed with them. And, you know, I became really insecure. Um. Oh, because we missed you. Yeah. But I, we respected every decision. You know, I felt very uncomfortable around, you know, other men in general. Mm -hmm. Um, I was at a really awkward place in my life, you know. I was drinking a lot I was partying a lot I was doing a lot of bad things and I'm not ashamed to say it um I just wasn't the best person that I was going to be at mm. that point and I made a lot of bad decisions and I'm really blessed that I didn't lose people like you during that um I had a lot of good times with super action fight during those years and I wouldn't take back the good memories that I have mm. with that company and you know I think that there's good things still coming for that company and I look forward to seeing what they produce but you know our directions have changed and I'm glad that you know the paths have gone the way they have Mm -hmm. and the growth has gone the way it has Mm -hmm. Um, well, no, I really appreciate that. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I have, I don't know, I, 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 my memory of it is definitely, you know, along those lines. It's, it's basically like we kind of just lost contact for a while. And then, I mean, we would still check on each other and stuff like that, but yeah, you know, I we knew, were still friends, obviously. Exactly. And for a while, I had no idea that you were exclusive. I thought it was just one of those things where you were just more comfortable doing stuff locally. It was something that was so awkward for mm-hmm me to talk about and you know but I didn't know there was like exclusivity so I was just like oh she's she's I mean it's in New Jersey she's living there so it makes more sense that she would rather you know go across town than across the country yeah well I told the company I was like I'm exclusive with you and then it was like 
then I had this racking guilt. It was like, okay, well, Santiago is like my best friend. I don't want to tell him like, oh, I'm not working. Mm-hmm. You know? But I mean, I, I, you know, after a while I understood that was the case and I respected it. But then I think, uh, as time went by, you and I started talking some more and then it, we both reached a consensus of like, you know, it's been too long. Absolutely. We should really do this again. Yeah. And I remember you actually... Like, I like, always missed you. Like, mm-hmm. Sleeper Kids World, I always told you. It's like, from that time I came up from Florida, it was always home. Mm-hmm. You know? And so I, you know, it, it. I was happy when that happened because you were like, okay, I want to come back and do some stuff. And I was like, well, are you sure this company is okay with it? And I think on the surface, that was the case. But I think underneath, the stuff that, that Brian wouldn't talk about... Because uh, I, I, to me, he was like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah this is going to be great. Then she comes back to you. But then, like, I think underneath, he, he resented it to a degree. So that created a whole level of, of awkwardness that, you know, I wish had not been the case. But it was. Yeah. Um, but I still, you know, I, I, in the end of it, I was just like, fuck it. <laughs> like, I mean, as much as my friendship with Brian at the time was valuable to me, it didn't hold a candle to my friendship with to you and, and, and the history you and I had. And I was like, um, well, he told me he was okay with it. And if he's not secretly, too fucking bad. Mm-hmm. And she's coming down. We're going to have a good time. And we did. We had a blast. And it was. It felt like family. you know. Yeah. And, and for you to work with all these new girls at the time was fantastic. Yeah. And the fans lost their fucking minds. And the stuff we were shooting, um, to me, was I was like filming it going like, this is gold. Like, this is amazing. And, um, and so for that to have led to the current relationship we have which yeah. is like hey if i'm in atlanta i'm gonna shoot with you if i'm in new jersey or in new york i'm gonna come visit or we're gonna hang out or we're gonna shoot as mm-hmm. well um and i'm totally okay with that being yeah. the case so anything that 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 led to that is worth it to me because yeah. we're here we're yeah. now we're here right now so and that's what matters it but, just sucks because uh, it seems like lost time you know no it's fine like we're we're both well i'm not fucking that young anymore, but <laughs> you're mine. Yeah, but you're you're younger, so it works. But um, that much. But we're here and we're having a good time. So that's true. So okay, so that's the first segment of this podcast. We have now caught you up on Carrie Spectrum uh, as to where she is now. Um, and uh, like I said, I think eighty percent of the people listening to this right now know who you are, and they know that you know they know what you mean to uh, to the genre and to the to the world of fetish. To the world of wrestling, to the world of grappling, to the world of combat. Um, so that is the groundwork. Um, the great thing is we can move on to some great questions because we have a we have a couple of questions that uh, some fans have submitted, um, which we will address. And uh, let's see what we got here, guys. Uh, so we posted a thing a couple of weeks ago, and we got a lot of private messages. Um, asking certain questions so let's take a look because now you guys as i've said uh carrie it, it doesn't just do straight up combat she does a lot of different variants on on combat uh which is great and th- th- that's what leads to some really great uh stories because it's like uh you know if you just shoot pro wrestling the whole time it's kind of like okay it's all the same but um let's take a look um Real quick, okay, so we have a couple of questions. I don't know if they want us to name them, so I, I'll just give a first name. Um, oh, Sam asks, probably would have gotten to regardless, but how did you guys meet up? Well, now you know, dude. Uh, <laughs> he says, the two of you have been working together dates at least 10 years. And I'm like, at least, because what was a year? It was About 15. Wow, shit. Uh, okay, so Mike asks, do you write the script around your guests 
or do you write the script, then choose your guests? This Me? Is, yeah. This is all for you. Oh, about when I'm bringing a model in? Yeah. Like if you're doing an out-of-pocket oh. shoot. Um, I, I write the script around my guest. So, so when, yeah, it's okay. Like, I'll have the model there, and then I see how their person, if it's a brand new model and I haven't worked with her before, I'll see how she acts in front of the camera. I'll do, like, a generic shoot. Mm-hmm. Something that's pretty easy, like, I'll do a video where I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to do a beat-down video. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll dominate you. And I'll see how she reacts to it. And depending on how her personality is, mm-hmm. I will dictate the rest of the shoots for the day. Okay, that makes sense. Um, and I think he actually uh, wanted us to... Well, do we want us both to answer that? Um, uh, well, in, if, uh, I guess if he doesn't, too bad. But yeah, uh, same thing. Like whenever I get a girl or girls down to Atlanta who I've never met, I'll feel them out mm-hmm. and then go like, okay, well, you're new, so I am not going to have you do technical moves to somebody else. But if someone like, let's say one of our wrestlers is named Sapphire, who is like, you know, she knows everything like i mean we've we've trained her for years so i know that she can do certain things to a newbie Mm -hmm. that will be completely pain-free but it'll look effective and then we can do a whole beatdown video so that's yeah beatdowns are good if you're new beatdowns are good Mm -hmm. um and then of course if you have like you down there and it's like you and jacqueline or you and like sumiko I can write whatever I want. Yeah. Because <laughs> you guys can pretty much pull off. Just go off. right through it. Yeah, you guys can pull off anything. Um, okay, so uh, a gentleman named David uh, F. I'll say David F. How do you handle having a family while running your own site and appearing at so many others? Is it something that is hidden or do you let the two overlap to a certain extent? Now, for those of you who don't know, uh uh, Carrie is a uh, lovely, lovely mom. <laughs> how many kids? How many kids do you have? Two. Two. Two beautiful. I'm only asking not because I don't know because I, I will make sure you're okay with giving out the information. She has two beautiful, beautiful kids, and she has an amazing husband. Um, so the question again: How do you handle having a family while running your own site and appearing on so many others? Uh, I guess he means travel and stuff yeah. like that. And also, uh, is it something that is hidden, or do you let the two overlap to a certain extent? Um, it's. It's tricky. I actually had a day job as well until very recently. So I don't travel that much, but I don't let them overlap. I try to I try to balance as much as I can. My kids are both a year apart, mm-hmm. obviously. I have a two and a three year old. Oh man. Um it's insane. You know, it's dropping them off at the sitter to run to a four hour four-hour shoot at the studio to picking them up and spending as much time with them as possible. Um, my husband works at a dojo, so he works from 1 or 2 in the afternoon till 10 or 11 at night. It's a lot of not seeing each other. Mm-hmm. The only day we really have together is Sunday. Um, a lot of clients get upset when I don't answer them on the weekends. It's because that's the only time I really have with my family. It's... So there you go, guys. If you're not, <laughs> if you don't get your emails back on Saturday or Sunday, it's because uh, she's spending valuable time with her family. Yeah, you know, it's 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 really tough to juggle things. And when I'm away from home, it's usually only for a long weekend of travel with people that I'm really close with. You know, I'll go to Sleeper Kids or I'll go to We Bring It or mm-hmm. something like that. I don't really travel places just to travel. You know, I'm not on the road. Because my family is too important to me. Mm. 
Okay, so that makes a whole lot of sense. Um, uh, and would, is this currently your, this isn't currently your, your only? Yes. It is? Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. So that's perfect. Um, so that, I mean, that's, that's, that's what I went for for a long time is to be able to make this like my, my sole income. Uh, so that's a good thing. Um, so yeah, guys. Uh, so let's move on. Michael J. says, you are internationally known and respected. Do you consider traveling abroad, by example, to Europe to work with other producers or fetish stars? You are doing great. All the best and greetings from Amsterdam. And then he wrote, yes, kid, you and Jacqueline rock as well. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Um, well, I think you just answered that with the last one, right? It's kind of like, I don't think um, you're only traveling for like... Yeah, I'm, I would love to travel abroad, but if I do, I would do it with my family. And yeah, I got to get a passport first. Yeah. And even if you're out there, you're probably going to want a vacation. Right? Yeah. Not necessarily go like, hey, kids, uh, enjoy the park. I'm going to go. Yeah, it would have to be a really big payday for me to come yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. So, guys in uh, in England... Um, Don't count on it until my kids are a lot older. Yeah. Uh, which I think you'd be great doing uh, stuff international. I've done a few things in, in London, and I, God, I wish I would have shot. I wish we could have found a girl in Paris. That would have been awesome. Um, but no, it didn't happen. Uh, the closest we've gotten is, is Mutiny. <laughs> yeah. Mutiny's our go-to French girl. Uh, okay, so uh, our friend Alan Supermark... Uh, slim, as we know him, uh, he says, since both of you are established trustworthy productions, that's that's assuming a lot. Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about these new productions popping up? Um, taking, wait, what is it? Oh, taking custom orders and custom money, but never producing a video providing a refund, and the effect it's having on the whole custom production business. What do you think can be done to keep customers trust? That's actually a really good question. Yeah. Holy shit. Alan, good job, man. Alan um, and I have actually discussed this before. Oh, okay. Well, what would you guys say? Because I, so, I, he's never asked me this question. Yeah, <clears throat> it was a discussion we had had based on another company that we were talking about. And it's with new production companies, there's a difference between a production company and a model who is trying to produce who's not doing it successfully. Mm-hmm. I would be absolutely hands down lying if I said that I didn't have custom shoots that just went shit terrible. Wrong. Oh yeah, the the the, cur- the cursed shoots. The the cursed shoots. We get them a lot. Yeah, you know, you have fans who want models that do not live locally and they're dead set on those models and they don't want refunds and you know, what are you going to do then? Yeah. You know, they have to wait for that model to come back. They're just so, there, yes, yeah. it will take sometimes six months or even a year for them to get their custom. Now, at that point, is it the producer's fault or is it the client's fault? Because you've then offered them a refund. You've offered them a free custom. You've offered them this. You've offered them that. Like, what more can you do at that point? Yeah, you're absolutely right. You know? Yeah. So, it's it's... It's a tricky thing. Um, as a business, you do what you can to make your clients happy. But as a client, you have to do your part to take responsibility as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we do what we can to make you happy. Kind of own own it yourself, too. Yeah, I mean, I guess I understand. It's, it is, it, you're right. And it's kind of like if you go to a car dealership and you're like, hey, I want this specific car. I want this particular kind of tire on it. I want this sound system. I want this, this you know, this subwoofer. 
uh, I want this paint job. And I remember, okay, yeah, sure, we'll see what we can do. Give us, you know, a week or two, and then when you come back, sorry, sir, we, you know, we're trying to get this one part, but it's just not coming in. So mm -hmm. if you'd like, we can give you a refund. No, I'll wait. Mm -hmm. Okay, but it might take a while. You know, th these guys are pretty brutal up in Germany. We're delivering this tire set, you know. Yeah, I'll wait. But then as they wait, they get impatient. Mm -hmm. Even though you've told them it's going to be a while. You know, yeah. and this has happened to me. I'm basing this on my own personal uh, experiences. Oh, me as well. Where, and and it's, just, it's, a, it's a, I mean, I, I do analogies all the time and 90% of them are shit. But like this was a good analogy because it really is one of those things where it's like, you know, hey, man, we'll give you your, your money back. I, we're, this tire is going to take like, at least a month to get over here from Germany. Uh, or this subwoofer is, is you know, out of date, so we have to get a new one from blah, blah, blah. Uh, you want this custom paint job, but they don't offer anymore, and only one company does it in Wisconsin. You know, bullshit like that. Please, you know, take your money back. Otherwise, you're going to have to wait X amount of days, X amount of months. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. If someone says, look, I'll wait. I'll call you back in July. That's one thing. But for them to go from week to week going like, I can't believe that's when it gets frustrating for the mm -hmm. producer because it's like, dude, I told you, you know, mm -hmm. like I, we have those shoots every once in a while where it's like, I really want Carrie Spectrum versus, I don't know. It usually starts with them requesting a model who's no longer available. Yeah. Carrie Spectrum versus Ivy. Ivy doesn't work for us anymore. Oh, Carrie Spectrum versus Jessel. Jessel hasn't worked for us since 2001, dude. Like, seriously? And then, well, Carrie Spectrum... And it just turns into this thing where, like, they just want the custom, but they have a problem with waiting, yet they're okay with it. So it's really frustrating. Yeah. It's very, very frustrating. Uh, so, so the answer to that question is... Um, actually, no, there is no answer to that question. Because you're it's right. It's dependent on circumstance. And that's the other thing I think that... I, well, I mean, it's, this is this is a podcast, and we're all friends here, so I, I don't restrict any topics. You can talk about whatever you want, so that extends to me. But one of the things that frustrates me is when I have a friend or, a, like, I have a model, for example, who wants to start her own company. Mm -hmm. um, and unlike you, you've actually set down really serious groundwork, you know, to, to get the shit done right. And you have a customer base, and... You're delivering on your customs, and you're you're shooting them correctly, and you're 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 doing your very best to make sure they look good, they sound good, they they're performed correctly. But I'll see other people that just try to do it, and I think they see it kind of as a money grab. Yeah. They're just like they're oh. just like oh, I'm going to take the money, and then I'm just going to half-ass it. And that's the problem. And and there's some people I've I've dealt with where it's like, uh, you know, they'll just they'll take the money and then spend it before, <laughs> you know, like yeah, and. And then they'll deliver, if they deliver the custom, it'll be subpar. That's and the thing I always tell my clients too is Spectrum will always deliver your custom slower than a lot of the companies that give you the cheapest customs, mm -hmm. but we will always give you a higher quality custom. Yeah. And I've gotten complaints in the past about my prices because if someone wants, and like I said, I no bullshit, guys. Like if someone wants, uh, let's say you wanted Carrie to wrestle Jacqueline and you wanted to do a 15, 20-minute pro-style match, I will quote you what I pay them, and then I'll quote you maybe a $25 editing charge because yeah. it's going to take me some time to get it done. Especially That's about if we, what I do. If we do a lot of cuts. Uh, I think we probably charge around the same. Yeah, around the same. Um, but And that's totally fine. But then we had a couple of occasions, and no, I'm not going to name any names, but there was a guy who came to me and said, like, oh, man, I really love getting customers from me. They're fantastic, but, God, they're really pricey. And I'm like, that's fine, man. If you don't, you don't have to come to me. There's plenty of other companies yeah. out there. 
Four months later, he comes back and says, what the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> I found that out. And he's like, I fucking just ordered from this company, and they quoted me 100 bucks for 20 minutes. I'm like, damn, that's good. That's a good price. I'm like, if I was a fan, I, I mean, I am a fan. I'd be all over that. Yeah, I'm like, what? I'll, I'll pay 100 bucks. Shit. And he's like, yeah, but they did it like on a tripod, and they didn't white balance, and it's look. I think it was filmed on a phone. I think it was an iPhone. Yeah, I think it there was, was a, an Apple. No, it was an iPhone. On the bottom. It was an iPhone. <laughs> it was an iPhone four, and like and it wasn't even a five C. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they put it like in one of those things that shake paint, <laughs> like as they filmed. You know, and then and then uh, oh, the girl's supposed to be knocked out at the end, but you could see her laughing, and then it faded to black. No, it didn't even fade to black. And then they were taking shots. Yeah, it didn't even fade to black because the guy couldn't be bothered to fucking fade out the scene. It just went black. It faded to the bar. Oh my god! And and the guy's complaining to me about it, and I'm like, you. Oh, I've had that happen. You just basically. And this is going to sound very presumptuous, but you basically complained to a steakhouse about McDonald's. Yeah. And what do you want me to do about the dollar menu? My steak's going to cost fucking twenty five bucks, yeah. but it's going to taste like a fifth, like fifty to one hundred bucks. Yeah. You go to McDonald's, you're going to get a sixty nine cent hamburger, and 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 the guy came back and he's like, "I'm, you're absolutely right. I want this custom now. Please, can you make it happen?" And I'm like, "Sure." And then he gets it, and he's like, "Okay, what was I thinking? Steak's awesome, and you know, fake meat sucks." So. So when I see um, producers that go out there on their own and do it, it and, yeah. I, and they ask me for advice, man, holy shit. I sit down with them and I'm like, here's what you should do, here's what you shouldn't do. But a lot of them don't do that and then I get in the Because what they're charging versus what the work they have to do, if they want to do it correctly, mm -hmm. they can't do it. And the best part of it is you'll get, you, I'm sure you get emails too, people complaining to you about it. Like you had something to do with it. Just because you knew this person. Yep. Knew. Or because you worked with that person or, once. Yep, or you've worked with them, and I'm like, I, wh what do you want me to do? <laughs> like, Carrie, Flamingo sucks. You wrestled for them when you were 18. What's the deal? It's like, I, what? Yeah, I just want to stab <laughs> myself in the fucking eye. Okay, I'm going to start. I'm gonna stop talking and let you talk some more. I'm gonna, I, I can already see the reviews of this podcast. Like, see, we're going to fucking talk too much. Um, for Carrie, uh, what, uh, this is still from, from Mr. Allen. What was the hardest part of getting your own production off the ground uh faith i guess um taking the leap mm -hmm. i was when i really truly wanted to take spectrum full-time it was at the worst possible point in my life um i had just gotten fired from a job mm -hmm. i it was after my knee surgery and i had gotten hooked on pain pills after my knee surgery and i had just gotten clean from the pills I had lost a lot of friends, and um, most of my family didn't trust me. It was really fucking tough. Mm -hmm. And I had nowhere to go but up, and Spectrum was what I had, so I made it happen. Now, at that time, were you uh, in your relationship? Yes. Okay. Nuno and I were together, and we were only together like six months, and he stayed by me. Out of everybody that turned their back on me during that time, surprisingly, he stayed mm -hmm. by me. Good man. Yeah. Good man. Um, and you and Jackie stayed by me too. I, you'd have to, you'd have to, you know, beat me down with a broomstick to get, <laughs> to get me to stay away from being your friend. Yeah, but um, you know, everybody goes through dark times, so. I've I've done it too, um, um, and that'll be 
that story's for later. This isn't about me, but that, you know, that's, that's that, I mean, <clears throat> thank you for the honesty, but it, yeah, I mean, and that's another thing I think that brings up another topic is, you know, we, the people that work in this business are human beings too. And there's a lot of people with, with issues and problems and they fight through it. And, and some of them are intense. Some of them are just more like, you know, basic, like day-to-day -day stuff. But yeah, that's the other thing I think that fans, uh, a lot of the fans of our, our stuff, they, they tend to lose sight of it because we only show them the shiny parts, mm -hmm. you know, when there's some scrapes on the diamond, you know, if you will. Um, and uh, I remember that, that part of your life and uh, I, yeah, there's, you could not have kept me away from you. Like I was just like, <laughs> I, I, you know, you're, and people, like I said, people don't know, people still listen to us for the first time. I mean, Carrie and I have been pretty much best friends for, for God, 16 years. <laughs> I feel so old, man. Um, I still feel like I'm 16 years old. I'm telling you, man, it's, it's crazy. So, uh, I, I feel like a kid still like, I, that's what people call like, why do you call yourself sleeper kid? And I'm like, it's because I, because I, I don't want to be sleeper man. Yeah. I, <laughs> sleeper man is what I'll, that'll be the last thing I say. Like when I die, like I'll be like 105 and then I'll just like look up at my probably, yeah, my fucking, um, hundred and I don't know what, 99 year old wife. And she'll just look at me like, honey. And I'll just go like. They can call me Sleeper Man now. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll just like release a death part, you know, just like It's the last gas. <laughs> Open the window. <laughs> Why are you somewhere where there's a window? I am, when you die. I'm assuming it's gonna be hospice or some shit, like right. How come I'm imagining you in a coffin already? Oh no! Why would you die in your coffin? <laughs> That's some fast tracking shit. I'm thinking you're so well planned. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, actually, no, I do. I, I, I'm very well prepared. I could very well set it up so I'm just in the coffin because uh, I don't want to be a burden. <laughs> I'm like I don't even want my pallbearers to fucking lift me up. I just want him to to do the thing. Um, all right, so uh, guys, we are doing really good um, right now. Uh, yeah, we're doing yeah we're doing great. So here's what we're gonna do, guys. We're gonna take a small break, and then we'll be right back. Cause Sleeper Kid has to sleeper pee, so uh, just give me. Too. Yeah, we we're gonna go in and we're gonna film this for Cliff for sale. <laughs> we'll be right back. And we're back. Hey guys, uh, so we're back. Um, uh, unbeknownst to most of you. Uh, one of the things that I like to do during podcasts, and if if you uh, totally disagree with this, that's fine. But I like to drink wine and other spirits because it really loosens the tongue a bit, and it gets us talking. Um, uh, if Sumiko's listening, she knows. Sumiko's uh, first podcast, she was scared as shit. She's like, I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know what I'm going to do. And then I gave her like a Heineken because Sumiko has the tolerance of a ginkgo leaf. And she was like, like three sips of a Heineken. She's like ones it was awesome so um <laughs> so we have a, a couple of uh, more questions and then i'm going to actually uh do some generic questions that i get a lot because I, I get them a lot and i wanted to see what your reactions would be um so um a gentleman who uh emailed me actually uh you can tell he his english is not his first language which is i i always appreciate that because if someone think about it if someone like tries to if you try to write somebody like in you know, Russian, you'd probably have a hard time, right? Probably. Uh, and these guys are like in India and in Pakistan and in Russia and they're trying to write me and I think that's, 
That's totally awesome. Let me move this just a little bit close to you. Okay, so it says, hello, here's some questions for Carrie's podcast. Um, other than chloroform and cloth, what are the most requested knockout methods in your sleepy movies? And also, what is the weirdest knockout method you've had requested? Okay, so... Well, before we start, just in case anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, um, um, yeah, yeah, because people might be listening to this for the first time. Uh, one of the big fetishes out there that we deal with, guys, is sleepy. And the sleepy fetish is basically uh, rendering someone unconscious. It could be male, mostly female, however. Uh, and then, you know, either... I don't know what you do with them at that point. You take advantage of them. You can wake them up again, knock them out again. Um, Have your way. Yes, carry them around. Um, you know, do some limp play. You do some ragdolling. Uh, some of it can be explicit. Some of it can be very PG. Um, and all of it's, you know, really good to the fans who love knockouts. So the question again is, uh, chloroform is just one of the most popular ones. Uh, aside from that, what's the most requested knockout method in your sleeping movies? So we'll do that one first. Um, probably... Um, sleeper hold or hand over mouth smother. Okay. And I think I could probably say the same except for, well, our, we do the pro wrestling so our stuff is definitely more like big big power moves that some companies won't do which yeah. they very well shouldn't. Um, so what is the weirdest knockout method you've ever had requested? The weirdest knockout method. And this is for Mr. Hussein. And it depends on what you're definition of weird is i guess i mean i'm not speaking for him but i'm assuming it has to be weird to you like mm. something that you're not used to or something that you're like oh that's new not necessarily weird bad just i guess more like yeah i've never seen that before i never heard that that's that's a nothing is weird to me um let me think no that's okay i mean that's yeah good. but i don't find anything really weird because i kind of and it might sound kind of cliche, but I don't find anything really weird. I accept everything. Mm -hmm. um, the most creative thing, maybe. Creative's good. Um, God. It's funny, I can hear Gary Pranzo. I know. Gary Pranzo, if you're listening to this right now in your car, la -da -da. go back in time and shut the fuck up. <laughs> Build a DeLorean. I know you can do you it. You know what always gets me? Yeah. Um, and it's it's pretty plain, but it, it just doesn't make sense to me, mm -hmm. is when you have a hold that makes them pass out from pain. I, I hate that. Oh. Like when you have somebody in like a Boston crab and they pass out from the pain. Yeah. Like I can't stand that. Yeah. Like no. it drives me crazy. Like, I, I think I, I agree with you on that. I think it's also a matter of who does it. Because uh, if someone like yourself, Jacqueline, Sumiko, like the top tier of actresses do it, it's believable. Because mm. they'll do the whole thing where they're like, in a lot of pain, but you can slowly see the facial expressions kind of like change. Whereas uh, a model who's not sure how to they're play like, it, ah, ah, ah. yeah, they'll just, yeah, like, <laughs> oh my god, this hurts, snore. They're screaming monkey. <laughs> <laughs> like they actually say Z, 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 Z. <laughs> No, no. Yeah. And so it's it's a hard and, and there's that's not an insult to models who do this, but like or don't do it actually. But it's not an easy knockout to yeah. play. But if you play it correctly, it, it's convincing, but man, it's hard to do. So you're right. That's a and you know, and, and for the 
sleepy fans, they a lot of them don't like that. They mm-hmm. don't want it to be a painful thing. They want it mm-hmm. to be more of a sensually kind of like, yeah. she hates it, yet she might kind of like it. And I think that's why I don't like it, is because I like the sleepy knockout being a sensual thing as well. Like, I don't like it being a painful thing. I like it being... Like, even if you're not consensual, your character's not consenting, it still seems like a very sexy act. Like, you're you're uh, mm-hmm. slowly going into it. Like, it's not a forceful, it's not... It's not a dominant thing. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? It's a submissive thing. Yes. It's, it's like you're submitting to whatever's exactly. being done to you. It's, it's hard to explain in words. I, I know I could find the words. If oh, I, I'm there with you. Like, but... we're, we're both, we're both, I, I, yeah. I would, I guess we could both safely say that we're. Deep, On the same page. We're both sleepy fetishes. Yeah. But, uh, but we both, we're not just voyeurs. Yeah. We like to experience and, and um, not the real thing, obviously. Like, I, I have no desire to do the real thing. Um, yeah. Because that's just, I've seen real knockouts mm-hmm. and they're not sexy. It's no, just a lot it's, of... it's totally different, but the fantasy thing is, is a totally different ball game. And, it's a lot and of convulsions. Very, and... <laughs> but that's like fans of comic books, you know? You're not going to see comic book life in real life, but, you know, there are lots of Comic-Con fans. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There, and there's, yeah, and there's different uh, approaches that work and some that don't. Mm-hmm. Um, for Mr. Hussein, um, who I, I could tell, he spent some time on this email. That's the best answer I have for you. No, that's fine. That's fine. Um, uh, so other than superhero... Wait, what? Oh, okay. I guess this guy assumes that we do a lot of... Okay, uh, other than superhero and heroine, what are the most requested outfits for sleepy movies you produced? Thank you. Um, I mean, I, 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 that's... He's assuming that you get a lot of, like, superhero customs. But, like, um, I honestly... Honestly, a lot of my... Sleepy customs are various states of undress. So lingerie. Yeah. Um, starting in clothing, um, shoe removal, pantyhose removal is a big thing. Yep. Um, it's just rendering the person vulnerable is the big fetish. Mm-hmm. Um, showing that they are not in control of your dominance over their accessories. Yep. So be it. Yeah, so basically stripping someone down to uh, to whatever state of interest. To their naughty in. bits. Yeah, to their naughty bits. Although in most of the, most of the cases I've seen, it's, it's always like, well, I want them down to lingerie. Um, and that's pretty much it. Like, uh, nudity is it's weird, because like with the sleepy fetish... Most people don't want nudity. They don't want nudity. That's yeah. with bondage, too, as well, though. That's true. There's not a lot of naked bondage. I mean, I'm sure there is, but like it's... It... When it's bondage and it's naked bondage, it's because the bondage is applied to the genitalia. There's not a lot of bondage where it's just naked girls in bondage. But even then with stuff like suspension, um, mm-hmm. I'm assuming that would probably be... A... That's a lot of chafing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Crotch like ropes even... are no joke. The The... That's a totally different conversation. No, no, I know, I know. But I'm assuming that like with... Well, you would want to have some sort of buffer between the rope and your skin, right? I mean, depending. Well, they have bondage tape for that. Oh, that's true. That's true. Um, okay, so uh, I'm trying to think if there's any topics we want to hit because we, we have a lot of time left and, and I love talking to you and uh, I'm having a blast. Um, but... Um, um, Let's talk about... I have a question for you. Yeah, actually, that's so funny. I was just going to ask you, do you have any <laughs> questions for me? So why have you never shot content brawn panty even though it's basically the same as bikini that's a good question um and this like, is where sleepy kid runs out of the room no ah! uh, <laughs> he, he throws wine in carrie's face and runs out 
Uh, no, actually, I started shooting that um, back in 2000, fuck, 2003, 2002. Uh, there were a couple of girls that I was working with who I don't, um, uh, one, she went by Kari, K-A-R-I, strangely enough. I think enough. I And this other girl named Alicia, spelled with an S-H, Alicia. Uh, and there were two of my first models. Um, one of them I'm actually still friends with, and uh, the other one not so much. But, um, and that's a whole other story. That's actually going to be part of the, the, the podcast where I tell you how this whole thing started. But yeah, I kind of went with what I knew. So mm-hmm. what I knew at the time is that everybody was submitting pictures of girls wrestling in bikini, not bikinis, well, some bikinis, but mostly it was brawn panties and even like the stuff from the 70s, like the old 70s sports review magazines. Mm-hmm. Like there was always two girls in, in, in non-sheer lingerie and um, doing really sexy poses and like, you know, tit grabbing and crotch mauling and face sitting and stuff like mm-hmm. that so i kind of grew up with that going into the fetish going like oh, okay this is the norm this is what mm-hmm. everybody wanted to do um there was a part of me that always appreciated the more conservative aspect of it like when i grew up watching female pro wrestling on tv and it wasn't even like glow glow was like the big one for everybody yeah if it wasn't for glow like it, uh, it, i mean shit man like um my, my best friend Andrew, like one of my best friends, uh, he and I would watch Glow and he would just be like, God, this is amazing. Like, mm-hmm. these girls wearing like fucking thongs and, like, and it was great and the girls were all hot. And to me, I was working on a different level because I grew up watching the, the pro style stuff on TV, like the late at night on Saturday. My parents would stay up with us. We'd watch, like, they had a block. If you guys remember this, there was a block of, of pro wrestling that would go on from like 8 o'clock to like three in the morning every Saturday night and it would be every back when there was more than one federation so it would be like WCW and early WWF and there was all these other ones like in, in Alabama and Georgia mm-hmm. and then they had it like two in the morning LPWA the Ladies Professional Wrestling Association mm-hmm. and it was just one hour of female wrestling but they would wear the one piece suits uh, occasionally you'll have a girl who got very daring and she'd wear like a sports bra with like the short shorts mm-hmm. you know and so to me even though the outfits I thought were really cute it was more about the action, like how is this person selling the move? How is this person applying it? Like, is this girl really convincing me that she is going through this? Not so much like how much are we going to strip her down to? Um, but um, because when I got to doing the wrestling site online, I, I seen that this was popular, I decided to do that. So the first couple of videos were released, I took them down because I wanted a fresh restart, but you probably didn't, yeah, you weren't around at that point in, in the wrestling world. I did, and I'll show them to you. <laughs> like, I still have them. I'll have to send you a link. But I tried to do that. I tried to do what everybody else was doing. I did a video where the girls were wearing, like, 90s with lingerie underneath them. Some of them were doing, like, face-sit knockouts. Uh, we got a couple of customs where I was the, the male victim, and the girls were just, like, hand-smothering me or doing face-sits on me mm-hmm. and stuff like that, which, I mean, hey, I had a blast. But <laughs> I felt, after watching the clip, that I was doing something that everybody else was doing at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I just wasn't doing it as well. So I feel like, well, what am I going to do? Am I going to piggyback on this stuff? Or am I going to go with the stuff that I kind of grew up with, which was more like the more, you know, and I have no, I love bikinis. Bikinis yeah. are great, you know, like who, you know, if you're, if you're a wrestling fetishist and you go out to a beach, it's like, oh my God, I wonder what that girl would look like wrestling that girl or yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Um, you know, Jacqueline and I walk around sometimes and, you know, we'll be at a mall and be like, God, she's really, that girl's really cute. Uh, you should hire her. You know, we'll talk, mm-hmm. come up with scenarios like, yeah, yeah, she'd look great doing this, isn't that? Um, 
but yeah, it was really more of a, and I, I didn't want to come across as a prude because I love all that stuff. I think it's all very sexy. The stuff that Carrie shoots, guys, is very sexy, and she shoots it very well. And uh, and I have no problem with nudity. I have no problem with lingerie. I have no problem with thongs. I don't personally, on a personal level, I don't. I love all that stuff. I'm a guy, you know. I think it's it's great. But there's a part of me that does appreciate the more like use your imagination part of it mm -hmm. you know so if a girl's wearing a very sexy high cut one piece with boots and knee pads you know and she has a great body you know you can just go like she looks great just mm -hmm. in that suit or if she's wearing a cute bikini she looks great um there's something about full-on nudity though that with wrestling i don't know it just never clicked with me like i never wanted to see two i agree girls. i don't like full nudity either like, lingerie is okay lingerie is fine i like lingerie um and you know even with me like i've done topless for other mm -hmm. companies but for my own company i've rarely rarely done it um and it's because i don't really understand it either mm -hmm. um that is yeah that's a good point so so uh i'll go back i'll come back to this after but so yeah so one of the things i i god um when we, we actually did the, you know, the first couple of matches after that, I was like, okay, I think I'm going to keep it sh like non-sheer material, but then I wanted to keep it um, bikini one pieces, you know, and then some of our outfits are, are, are revealing, like, are, you know, not revealing, but they're sexy. Like mm -hmm. uh, there's like, we have guys all over the world have sent us bikinis and bathing suits. And I tell the girls sometimes, I'm like, okay, go in there and pick out a bikini, whatever you like, whatever you're comfortable with. And some mm -hmm. girls are, you know, they, they don't give a fuck. They'll just come out wearing like the scrunchy butt bikinis. Mm -hmm. And they just, you know, like mutiny. Like, like the second time I mention you, girl, but mutiny will walk in there and wear a scrunchy butt, come out, just booty banging. And she'll just like, I am ready to wrestle, you know? And she'll just make it a very, she could make reading a newspaper sexy. She's just, just got that, that, that yeah. vibe. And, um, and I don't mind shooting that because it's still a bikini. It's still something you would see like at the beach. And I think that's one of the things that appeals to our fans. It's like, oh my God, this could be a girl that I just saw the other day. As opposed to like, there's not a lot of girls walking around in lingerie. Yeah. Uh, unless, yeah, unless you're watching it on the Victoria's Secret Awards yeah. or some shit. But the, the other thing I think that makes it really important, and I think you, you'll appreciate this because you've been to Atlanta, is that we would not have the amount of local talent that we do if we shot that kind of material mm -hmm. and not because it's bad but because a lot of the local girls that we work with are very much the girl next door mm -hmm. and they would they love doing what we do but because they have day jobs because they have family they're a little more nervous about being associated with something that would be more sexual mm -hmm. so they would you know like hey you wear you get to wear a bikini but the girl you're wrestling is going to be wearing like a thong and like a, a bra they probably say no Mm -hmm. No, don't want to deal with it. I don't even want even want, I don't even want to be seen on a site that that you know that deals with it because a lot of people in my family are very conservative, and if my mom sees me doing this or if my aunt sees me, I'm gonna get I'm gonna catch a bunch of shit. And so, if we did that kind of material, I think our local model roster would shrink. Mm -hmm. And I would rather have a huge roster and have girls feel comfortable doing like, hey, I'm having a bad leg week, for example. Like I haven't shaved. Can I just wear like tights sure sure yeah whatever um but yeah i have no problem sh with that content especially like i said when you when it's shot tastefully and it's any it, fuck it not even tastefully if it's sexy it's sexy you know but i just i felt I, I feel like there's other people out there doing it better than me including yourself um and you've carved a niche out of combining the pro style aspects and the knockout aspects with 
the lingerie and the sexiness and even some of the topless stuff. And I think that's your that's your corner, you know. And I I, I don't think I could do better than you. <laughs> so <laughs> I just I think I it just I don't know. I don't think it would compute as well in my brain. Um, so I would. I, I'm kind of a pervert, so. But we're all. Yeah, <laughs> yes. we're all perverts in our own in our own way, way. But we all have the things that we like, and I just think that I I would pro- I, my roots go back to the point where I, I prefer to see the girls wearing something um, that would cover them up more. Uh, but I have nothing against something that covers up less. So you keep doing what you're doing, and I'm gonna just sit back and enjoy it because it's it's great to see and it's great to. But that's a beautiful thing for us too. Because it's what keeps us not being in the same arena exactly. as each other as well. Exactly. And I think if you told me all of a sudden that you were doing straight up Bikinis pro style and, and bikini and one piece. As much as we wouldn't want it to be an animosity thing, it would be fucking tough. It would be weird. Because we'd be yeah. like, oh great, now we have to kind of deal with like, are we are Okay, we it's like, okay, well this client, we have the same model visiting us in the same month. And now we have this client who orders from both the of us. The same custom script. And yeah. that would be that would be awkward. Yeah. Not for us, but for... For the, the fans. So exactly. Like, what the fuck do I order What from? do I do? Yeah. Do I want the more sexual thing or do I want like the more Warner Brothers thing? Yeah. It's going to be like obviously me versus you. Mm-hmm. you know? Or do we want Matt's versus Ring? You know, yeah, stuff like that. Exactly. Um, so that that was a good question actually. Anything else? Because <laughs> uh, we're moving on to yours after this. I also know that you've not shot a lot of competitive if any, outside of me, mm-hmm. um, what has stopped you from doing that? Although you've had other women around that have the ability to do it. Um, that's, that's really good. Um, uh, I think it's because, and that one definitely goes down to, um, the, I can't do it better than everyone else who has kind of thing. What makes um, you think you can't do it better? Well, because I just, I think there's a, there, it's, there, there's a, because you've had other female producers that produce competitive content working for you. That's true. But I actually like I like I like taking girls who do just competitive and putting them more into the pro world because it, it, it kind of throws everything on its on its side because a lot of fans who are used to seeing people like yourself and Vivi Lane and like Gia Primo doing a lot of Have her. you worked with Vivi? No, not yet. I definitely want to. Because uh, I, I met her. I met her actually. Met I'm working her, with her Monday. You yeah. should come. I met her twice. I met her like twice, and she's awesome. I met her at at FetishCon with Minxie Lee, and they were so sweet, and they were introduced themselves, and they were like, "Yeah, Carrie told us about you," and yeah. I'm like, "Don't believe that bitch's lies." <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but, she's a cunt. Fuck <laughs> her. But I do want to get her down to. I know we already scheduled Minxie for a visit. Oh, when's Minxie in... coming? August? No, I wait. love Minxie. April? She's awesome. And so she's I re- so sweet. I, I can't love wait. her to the moon and back. I can't wait to work with her. She's, uh, I mean, like, you got this beautiful built. Where is she from originally? I don't even fucking know. I thought it was Korea. I'm she's wrong, gorgeous. She's her gorgeous. son, though? Oh, I'm so sorry, Minxie. Her son? Oh, my I'm, God. What? Okay, you just went into No, the... he's over 18. It's totally cool. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you meant in a good way. Yes. Okay. No, he's gorgeous. <laughs> They were like, he hasn't. <laughs> no, he. No, they're. Her the kid whole... is ugly, man. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I'm like, Mixie's going to beat your ass. Mixie would beat my ass. Oh, my God. Any mom would. No. Well, good, good, good. No, awesome. No, good people. Mm. She's amazing. Good jeans. Yeah. But, uh, good jeans. Is but I think. <laughs> uh, I think it also comes up. Uh, it also becomes a thing that has to do with the fandom. Like, uh, I grew up loving pro wrestling as a kid, and then, of course, loving pro wrestling as a as a middle you know like mid-teen adult 
uh, or mid-teen adult. Mid, that, that's not even a fucking term. Uh, as as uh, halfway through teens, I used to love watching uh, wrestling for the the fan base aspect of it. Like I used to love watching um, shit even when Raw started out and SmackDown. Like when yeah. you, you know that was what I was watching. But then in terms of the fetishistic aspects of it, I was watching like the pro females and. Even then, some of the early stuff, like, or not even early, but like Lita and Trish and all that stuff. Lita. Oh my God. That, Lita was, was my fucking yeah. idol. So that wasn't even like, that wasn't even sexual to me. It was more like, God, these girls are fucking kicking ass. Lita so, was my shit. Yeah, Lita, the whole I thing. I still have such a fucking crush on Lita. She lives in Georgia. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my God. She, last I heard, she was playing bass. In a rock band. There. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. But we oh. can't hire her because a there's no way I'm gonna I, I can't contact her. I don't even know how. But also she has all the injuries. So I was like I'm not gonna even. You oh. Know. Oh I would God. love to bring her to to the site. I mean we've had some really good pros come through, but like like no I'm not gonna ask somebody who had all these neck injuries you know to suddenly you know come back to a mat room. Um, but uh, not that there's anything wrong with that. But um, but yeah. So I think it was it, honestly the competitive stuff. It I found it's more exciting to just watch with like friends mm-hmm. like if you and I were in a room and, and, and we were watching some female female competitive match on MMA like at UFC I think I'd have a blast watching it with you mm-hmm. I think I, I would probably feed off of your energy mm-hmm. watching it but I think if I had to film it day in and day out I would just it would just wouldn't be my cup of tea and I just and I think kind of like would, the Super Bowl yeah well yeah <laughs> I'm not a sports guy but like I I enjoy watching it in terms of like the mental chest that goes on because yeah. I know that a lot of people who don't know UFC or it's not UFC but MMA will watch it and go like god it's just this these two these, thank two, you for correcting that sorry these two people uh, just kind of like in a stalemate but people who know what they're looking at know that it's just like okay he's doing this and this arm's going there because he doesn't want him to go here and this like and like you're doing this whole thing where it's like okay they're really this is like playing watching chess like this is like Holy shit! Who's gonna Who's gonna get that last move? That's gonna win the. What you should do is bring Gary Pranzo down here to spar with me and then narrate <laughs> it, because that would be a good match. Oh man, no! But like I said, I I think it's 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 like if um, uh, if Steven Spielberg decided to start directing like wacky comedies, you know, yeah, like that'd be a little you awkward. know, it'd be kind of weird. And I just you know, I did not just associate myself. Uh, Steven Spielberg, but I'm saying like if, if your fa- if your favorite chef decided to open a fucking Taco Bell, like it's okay. That sounds even more. Right? Okay, I sound like an asshole, but no. Um, <laughs> basically, god damn it, god damn it, uh, you god guys, damn it, I'm it, an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I just said your favorite chef, but. Seriously. I'm your favorite chef. Yeah, yeah. That's an asshole. But if you like, if you go to okay, I'll put it to you this way: if you, <laughs> if you go to a certain place for something and they suddenly start offering the complete opposite, it would throw you off. And I think that's what would happen if I started doing competitive. If I suddenly go like, "Hey guys, no more power bombs, no more pile drivers, no more sleeper holds. If you're lucky, within 20 minutes you'll get an arm bar. Let's do this!" Like you know, the fans are gonna be like, "What? No, I come here for the." For the big moves, for the big acting, for the big reactions, you know, I'm not here to see, um, you know, two girls just rolling around in their heads. They just see these, you know, where where you see this amazing match, a lot of these guys are just gonna see like, okay, they're just rolling around. Oh, fucking okay. Fifteen minutes later, someone tapped. Fantastic, great. I think it's much more exciting than that. But I don't think I would be able to film it correctly. Now, the stuff that I have shot competitive has been with you. Yeah. And with. Um, uh, you did an amazing one with Jackson. Uh, 
and when you did, you did, yeah, you did like five minutes. Yeah. And even then, I couldn't even fucking hold back because I was like, all right, we're gonna do five minutes of competitive, and then five minutes of pro. Yeah. And uh, and that's the only reason. Was that called Factor Fiction? Factor Fiction, yeah. And the only reason those worked was because the pro fans bought it for the pro pro side of it. People didn't care. They honestly, I remember the one you did with Gia. I, I I amped it up so much where I was like, "Oh guys, this is it!" I'm like, "Yeah, we got to." And no, I mean, people bought it and said, "Hey, that that pile driver that Carrie delivered on Gia was fantastic." I'm like, "Well, what'd you think of the first half?" They're like, ah, "I just kind of skipped through it," because they didn't. They're not here to buy competitive. Yeah. You know, it's like showing up at a deli and they're offering car parts. I'm like, no, I just want a sandwich. And so there you go. That's a better analogy than Steven Spielberg. So, so yeah. All right. Europe. So, but yeah, I think if I started doing competitive, I think my fans would start just throwing tomatoes. No, rotten tomatoes. But you don't do a lot of competitive. Uh, not, not really, no. Not unless it's ordered. Um, uh, <laughs> Carrie is now laying on the mats. <laughs> <laughs> my back hurts. Very comfortable. No, no, no. Feel free. No, you can lay on the mats. Um, um, I do competitive. Honestly, there's some girls on the West Coast that would be... Good matches for me, but... But do you do full-on, or you do more like friendly competitive, like sparring? Or... Any type of competitive I do is um, safe competitive. Good. Um, I will never do competitive where somebody's Punching at risk. Punching the face. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't watch some of those clips, man. Someone yeah. someone sent me a fucking, like, thing. There's a company in Pittsburgh, which, you know, I really respect what they're doing. Mm -hmm. um, what are they called? Um, sexy Redhead pictures or something oh i never even heard of that oh yeah um we were like that's a horrible website name by the way <laughs> they, they do horror films too oh pictures okay, okay. yeah yeah all right they do horror films too sorry sexy redhead pictures it's, yeah you actually no. now that i understand but they have like a netflix channel so it's like a documentary type thing okay and they do basically to me it's like cockfighting for females and it's like an underground yeah like it's legit like these girls do like full on nude fighting, just like girls fucking brawling, Holy shit. brawling, and like one of the fights for the Super Bowl, like the girl ends up with a fractured jaw, like the shit's serious, Holy like fuck. dead serious, and the woman in charge of the company, she has a an agenda against a lot of girls in the fetish industry and the adult industry because she says they're fakes. Because they're porn stars. Oh, and, yeah. You know, um, if they're. Mean, that's a whole other topic. But yeah. yeah, if they're in the sex industry, then, you know, they can't be real fighters and blah, blah, blah. So she. Yeah, God forbid. She had tagged me in a photo where she was attacking a bunch of other, other models, and that's how her and I started mm -hmm. interacting. But we're at peace now, Good. and she starts, like, promoting this amazing product, and. It's not something that I would ever produce, but yeah, there's some crazy shit out there that I would never do. But what I do is basically like the equivalent of a jujitsu tournament. Okay. Yeah. No, but, and that's that makes sense. I mean, I remember when I when I talked to you and Gia Primo, um, who has now been mentioned in two podcasts, girl, Jesus. Uh, fuck you. <laughs> we're gonna have to do one with her. She's currently uh, she's kicking ass in I think Florida. Right Miami. Now. Yeah, you guys. She's in know. Miami. She's my real estate agent. Oh damn. Uh, so uh, um, that would be that's that you just you just named a new clip right there. It's like show me the house, I'll show you my fist. I'll show you my vagina. <laughs> Sorry, that's for spectrum. <laughs> 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. See, two clips. You know what else is 2,500 square feet? Um, what? Oh my God. What? There should be no vagina. Oh my God. That's after 2,500 kids, not two kids. Oh my God. Just Go threw on. a cocktail wiener into the Grand Canyon. Oh my God. But anyway. You know what else is 2,500? I'm sorry. You said, hey, there, people, you know, that could be a Gary Pranzo video no. right there. That's a Gary Pranzo video. Giant test vagina? Yeah, right? No. Like, oh, like, like echoes and shit. Uh, I don't know how it works, man. There's Sorry. no video here. They can't see us yelling into the canyon Sorry, Gary. vagina. Sorry, Gary. Blah. <laughs> <laughs> that just blew someone's speakers out in their car, by the way. Good. Jesus. I hope your speakers heard my canyon vagina. Jesus Christ. Um, but what the fuck are we talking? Oh no, so um so giant vaginas, what are your what's your stance on No, um uh so okay, so that's actually that leads me into uh one of our well, we're still doing really good on time. But one of our final portions of our usual podcast is we start just kind of throwing out questions that we hear a lot and like Jacqueline's really good at remember these, but I'm I remembering quite a few so uh because um and if any of these obviously any questions that we ask or the fans ask are out of bounds you can you have the right to say like i'm not going to answer that but uh it's happened before so in terms of what you shoot um what would you say are your own favorite uh scenarios fetishes like the kind where you're like look forward to shooting them when someone mentions them in a custom or you even come up with them on your own i really like the mixed um sleepy stuff mm -hmm. um the scenarios where the like one of my favorite mixed with videos, you winning or you losing not me in it at all oh just watching yeah okay like i i film them mm -hmm. um just like I like the vulnerable female and the you know surprise attack yeah from the male the male you know but I also like it where the female isn't totally against the attack as it goes on mm. throughout the video you know it's kind of like she's resigned to the fact that she's being knocked out throughout the video you know so it's it's yeah so it's the um, um, the the willing submissive kind yes of thing. yes yeah where she's like okay I know this is gonna happen this is you know I'm just gonna go along with it blah 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 mm -hmm. you know it's it I think it's very sexy or it turns it 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 ignites something inside of her that she didn't mm -hmm. know was it, there kind of thing exactly and uh, there is yeah there yes. is there's something there really... was a perf like the the video that Cadence did. Mm -hmm was an amazing example of that like that we're video. talking about Cadence Lux yes Cadence Lux awesome. with Danger Dude and has not visited us yet here so yeah fuck you Cadence <laughs> Cadence but, uh... has her own story about what happened when she went home that night <laughs> but that that video was amazing and yeah that's awesome so sexy very good yeah no and Jackie uh Sorry, she likes me to call her Jacqueline. Jacqueline. Um, <laughs> Jacqueline is a uh, yeah. But I, that's a topic that's for sleepy fans is a, is a big thing because it's the the you know the willing participant kind of thing. I, oh, it's I, a huge thing. I did one with because you don't want somebody who's like ah, 
not against yeah. it. I mean, some some people do. I, I don't like that. It's too rapey for me. Yeah, yeah. And so you don't you... want the rapey. You want like the hesitant, like oh, mm-hmm. damsel in distress, like. Nah. Exactly, and even like when Jacqueline shoots her sleepy stuff, like even if the girl is supposed to be resistant, she directs the girls to be like, like you're resistant, but you still it might sound like you kind of like it. Yeah. And. um we did one recently where it was Bambi Buttons, uh, who is this, you know, tiny girl, but she's like ripped to shreds. And mm-hmm. she's, I, I had this idea of like, what if a female was being asked to do private sessions by other females, as opposed to, you know, usually it's guys. And we had Ella Darling, who's a, a really amazing actress, also does a lot of adult uh, content, or used to. I don't know if she does anymore. I think she's, she's cutting out on that. But the whole premise was like, you know what, let's do something a little slightly suggestive. Actually, you'd be proud of me because it was one of those things where, I, you know, I kind of went into the land of the spectrum where it was like <laughs> the girl shows up. is like, oh, my God, I'm here with you and I get to be, oh, my God. And like, like they're checking each other out. Like, and, and then she tells her like, oh, for this next session, I would love to be dominated by this, this and that. Mm-hmm. It's all leg stuff. Okay. Like next session's body session or something like that. But it's a lot of muscle worship as well. There's like a girl getting next to her and like feeling the thighs and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. to me, on my side, that's edging towards like, ooh, sexy, you mm-hmm. know, where it's, it's still very playful. But the idea of the willing um, uh, participant, I think, was awesome. Because it's like this girl knows she's about to get knocked out by these girls, yeah. this other girl's thighs, and but she's still like, do it, you know. And yeah. so I thought that was kind of that was kind of sexy. So that's so that's a good answer. That because I think I share that as well as the whole like you know like I hate this but not so much kind yeah. of thing. And that's awesome. So, okay, so that's one of the things that you, so that answered the first question. Um, uh, what was the other question? There's a, there's a couple that we always get asked. Um, oh, here's one I asked last uh, time with uh, Miss Nikki Fierce, um, and that one seemed to garner a lot of emails. Uh, what is the strangest customer request that you have, A, said no to, and the strangest customer request that you've said yes to? The strangest one I've said Meaning you shot it. That I've said no to. Mm-hmm. Make sure I'm not missing anything. Shitting customs. <laughs> Shitting on glass tables. Really? Yes. Um, so it's like face sitting where your face is pressed up against the bottom of the glass. And that's supposed to be the guy's smushed, face? And then the other girl's ass is face is pressed against the top of the glass. And this shit is smearing <laughs> on the top of the glass. Oh, no, 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 this is even better. Speaking of shit, no, no, this is better. So, I just had this guy, right? And I did this custom, but not the way he wanted. Wait, okay, so you did do it. I did do the custom, but not the way he wanted. Okay. So, he wanted a farting custom, and I did it with special effects. But, emphasis on the butt. (laughs) (laughs) So, he initially asked me to take, um, like, the, what do you call it? like the baby aspirators and fill my butt with air so I could actually face it and fart on the girl's face. Wow. And I was like, uh, nope, not going to do it. Jesus. I was like, sounds like I'm going to do the FX. <laughs> um, this, so that would be both, I guess this, the strangest custom I accepted. So that's, that, yeah. but, but think about, yeah, I actually never thought, I never thought about how you would actually have to make it happen. And I guess, yeah, you have to fill your asshole with air, but with a, the little bulb? Yeah, the oh, bulb. There's got to be a better way than that, though. No, you have to... You know how you fill, like, for an enema, the yeah, water? Yeah. You do it empty with air. Oh. All right. I was thinking of, like, something you use to, like, inflate, like, a tire or something. Too uh, much work. Yeah, too much work. Too, too much, much money. Too much. Okay, so that... But that's technically one that you did, but you... 
Didn't do. You do. Okay. So the one that you said no was a shit one, which was the glass table. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, but that's the most outlandish one you've gotten, or is there something? That's pretty uh, fucking outlandish. It is outlandish, but you know what? If you think about it, uh, even in today's day and age, like everyone knows that there's a shit fetish. So is, is there anything that you've gotten where you were like, I think maybe troubled on a on a different level? Like, like I've had people tell me, for example, like. Uh, some of the and, and this is like I said if you're listening to this for the first time and you don't know what fetish is well welcome because there's stuff where like I've had requests where it's like incest mm. fetish um, mother daughter fetish um, um, keep throwing them at me I might think of something father daughter you know uh, stuff where it's like um, just uh, uh, I think mm. I think misogynistic is the word that that gets if it gets really like if it gets to the point where it's it's abusive to me i can't do it like i, I did it. a custom where i was seven months pregnant strip teasing oh no here we go here's a really weird one okay so i had a request when i was nine months pregnant to do okay this is really fucking creepy and no i didn't do it Okay. So this is the no one. This is actually making me sick to think about. This is... Oh, you don't have to talk about it. No, it's okay. Are you I'm sure? fine. Okay. Yeah. It's making me really fucking sick to think about. God damn it. This is how fucking twisted people are. <laughs> so I was nine months pregnant, and I had this um, death fetish fan, and he asked me to do a fetish video where I died in it, and then the video showed me with death stare for three minutes, and it showed my baby kicking inside me. Holy shit! Oh my god! Oh my god! Because I had done a tickling video for him, and he knew that my baby was really mobile. Oh my god! How fucking weird is that? Oh my god! Wow! Top that! I can't top that. No, unfortunately, when I was pregnant, <laughs> fuck uh, you! <laughs> <laughs> I never showed. But that. how fucked up is that? Oh man! Damn. Like, like, how do you, like, like, wait, what? right? But what if the baby didn't kick? Like, no, she, she always did. But like, oh man, how fucked up is that? Like I read it and like, but did you reply angrily? I didn't. Like, didn't I just like, like, you? like, 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 honestly, like I just like threw up. God damn. Like, I, I still want to throw up. Did you say, like, did you reply? No. Oh, you just like deleted I it. Never, ever like. And this is a guy who had done customs to the yeah, so you just cut him off completely. Yeah. Uh man, no, I believe me, I am not gonna defeat any female in the industry when it comes to weird requests because, like, what? Yeah. Oh man, god damn. Um. All right. Well, How, let's. Oh. Okay. God. All right. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, fans. But okay, seriously, so... if you think that your fucking foot fetish is fucked up, <laughs> think about that. <laughs> I just thought about what that meant. God damn. Oh, fetus feet. Okay. <laughs> wow. Fetus. Some... Damn. Right. Is... Some of you guys make this really difficult to do. <laughs> Fuck the lot of you. Seriously. Like, the, the four or five idiots. What a movie to New Zealand. Yeah. The four or five of you guys that really make this difficult. Like, you know. God damn it. Um, I, I, I'm trying to think of one that could even come close. I, I mean, I... I told one uh, last, I'm not going to repeat, but it was a, one of those like, oh, you're someone's brother and this girl farts in your mouth or whatever. It, it happens. But like, uh, or <laughs> Wait, what? 
<laughs> that happens. You know, it, it just happens. You fart your siblings. Yeah, you know? it was an Italian guy too. He's just like you know, you're, you're Sergio. You walk into you walk into on Helena doing a martial arts uh, routine, and she's wearing like the top of a gi, but not the bottom. She's wearing like a thong. Underneath. Oh my god, I think I know who it is. Everyone I tell the story to says the same thing. Oh my god, I think I know, I know who it is. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, and then like she defeats you with massive kicks to the face, but then she sits on your face and then farts in your mouth. Dude, we're so having to talk about this yeah, later. Yeah, so I'm saying. And so uh, so yeah, this guy has apparently made the rounds. Sorry, there's um, like HIPAA and fetish guys. And we're dealing with a world that does revolve around a lot of fetishes that would would throw a lot of vanilla people off. Um, you know, especially. And we're pretty cool about most of them, but when you cross the line of our family and. Things like that. Well, yeah, babies. There I mean, are lions. Jesus Christ, man. I mean, um, you know, I, I am a mother, and these are my children. And you know what's funny, and and not funny, haha, but like when you were telling me that, my mind went somewhere darker. I was like, oh God, please tell me she's not going to say that this, this, is not. And thankfully you didn't. You actually went to the thing where at least the baby was kicking. You know what I mean? Yeah. So my mind went somewhere else. I'm like, please tell me that he didn't request this, isn't that? So there's, yeah. there's, and there's another aspect of the fetish I think that, that people, or the, or the world of fetish that, that a lot of people don't know is that there no, are. No, there some, were extensions to that custom there that are, were that dark. Uh, there but, are some things that really will throw you for a loop and, and will make you lose uh, respect. But to us, and. For humanity. In an unlikely turn, in the defense of the client, um, at least they're submitting custom requests for these things and not out trying well, to yeah. do, them. do them in real life. That's true. And That's true. that may make me look like a bad person, but, you know, everybody's got to have an outlet for something. No, and, and I think that's something we've touched on before. Uh, I think we... I might be wrong. We talked about it with Nikki... Fierce, um, who, by the way, if you haven't worked with, she's fucking amazing. I've um, heard great things. She's amazing. Um, I, I, she has my like eighteen stamps of approval. But the th that's the thing. We get a lot of emails and questions going like, "How do you deal with death fetish?" You know, like you know, because I've done stuff where like the girls sneak up on each other. There's like a neck snap, and we play it for kind of like like you say, like the more Warner Brothers version of like the girl just falls and she has her eyes closed and she comes back to life mm -hmm. later. And it's more like like when you're a kid and you're playing you know, war or, you know, yeah. cops and robbers and stuff like that. Um, do you, are you keeping these people from doing things that they would otherwise not do? <laughs> Carry just a mere vape cigarette. It, just, it sounds like, it's funny because it sounded like you were smoking weed. It was just like, yeah, no, I just. <laughs> See, with that you have to plug the holes on it. Otherwise oh, do it you? won't suck right. See, I'm going to teach Santiago. That was sexy. See, these two. Oh, two of them? Two of them. Oh, it's like the butt in the vagina. Okay, wait. I don't see any holes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Santiago. What are they? That one here? Oh, here. At the top. No, Bobo. That one? Put my finger where it needs to be. <laughs> Everybody hears this happening. Oh, on the actual base of it. Okay. <laughs> so when I, when I squeeze the tip, <laughs> that's when I should suck on it. <laughs> And it turns blue at the end. Yes. Okay. It's probably a lot stronger than yours. <laughs> Mine's easy to deal with. Um, but uh, Yours is so pungent. <laughs> well, there's, you know, I don't see... Jacqueline! <laughs> there's something wrong with this one! <laughs> I must confess, I am that guy. I am... 
tickly McDeath fuck. I want my regular one back. No, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so uh, another question uh, that we get a lot. Uh, we did the, well, actually, did you, did you do the one? Well, you did, you kind of partially answered the one with like the, the weirdest one that you actually did, but you were talking about the one where you, you kind of edited it out. But has there, what about in terms of custom requests where you were like, man, this is crazy, but I'll do it like a hundred percent. I won't edit anything out. Like I'll do it exactly as the, as the person ordered it, but it's just, it's just, it just throws. And it's not, I'm not trying to say that it grossed you out or it weirded you out or it's just one of things like where you're like, oh man, this is out there. And then you did it anyway. Oh, okay. So. I actually um, outsourced a custom for another producer, and it was a monster sex custom. And those are pretty common. Yeah. I actually have a friend, Addie Juniper does a lot of those. So It was for Addie. Oh, it was? It was. Hey, Addie. Addie, uh, love you! <laughs> so, so, um, so it was with Nikki. For, for the un- uninitiated, what do these involve? So... It was, oh God, I think it was 20 minutes. And it was um, 20 minutes of fucking and riding and molesting the victim in this monster costume. And the costume was so fucking hot. (laughs) Oh my God. It was terrible, terrible. It was like, (sighs) fucking sweat dripping down your face. But Addie said that she loved it and that we did a great job so and that the camera angles were awesome and it's so it was it, i mean it's but what was the suit like did she send it up oh my god it was terrible it was like monster from the black the, the creature of the black lagoon yeah. yeah but was it something that she, that that she sent it up to you or yeah like... she sent us the costume oh okay yeah that was the weirdest thing that i've ever shot as far as that but that for my own personal company um it's we get pretty regular stuff okay i mean i don't want to i don't really think anything we get is terrible well like i said i'm not trying to make you feel the, the fan that ordered it no feel i bad. honestly i was saying it was just no trust me aside from the stuff i've answered already like i don't really feel like anything i've gotten is that terrible like we get fart stuff um oh i mean we've gotten the diaper stuff where you know oh the age play no stuff? kind of um because that stuff I know, like, I have friends who are creeped out by it. Like, I had a client who was in the military who asked that I produce a custom where I wrestled Diana. Knight? Yep. Mm-hmm. Diana Knight. And the loser got put in a diaper, and then the diaper got pulled down, and baby powder put spanked <laughs> on their butt. And then they got knocked out and a pacifier shoved in their mouth and humiliated with a pacifier in their mouth. And... Like, just total baby play. And that was really creepy for me because I was going through my kids' rooms for the props. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, there's something really wrong with this. I was like, fuck, I didn't go out and buy a pacifier. I was like, I'll just go borrow this one. God damn it. (laughs) Fuck. Okay. Um... I can't beat that one. Holy shit. Um, all right. Um, yeah, but um, being spanked by Diana Knight, baby powder. Dude. There are worse things. Yes. 
They're the worst things. And Diana Knight is is definitely one of my favorite uh, she's a, models. She's a fucking amazing person. She's amazing. Uh, Diana. Oh, Diana. No, if we uh, seriously, yeah, we need. I actually, I haven't. I've worked with her many times, but I haven't gotten her down to Atlanta yet. So we're gonna have to make that happen. Rumor has it she's retiring. Oh, not for me. She isn't. I'm gonna make that shit work. But no, we're. Um, uh, I, I have a feeling a well placed phone call might might hopefully help that. But, uh, but yeah, so <clears throat> so we are nearing. Actually, we're doing pretty good on time. Um, uh, but there's a couple other questions I think the fans would want to hear you. Uh, to let me take a look at the actual master list here. Um, okay, so see, I have some questions. yeah, you might have some questions. Um, let's see here. Do, 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 do. I'll check my Twitter. Let's see. I know I get questions on my Twitter that I never make time to answer. Um, it's funny is I, I do I listen to uh, to a lot of these podcasts and. Um, uh, they these guys well there's a lot of the guys like Bill Burr and, and people like that who um, I love but they always have to do because they're doing it you know because they get money out of it and which is totally understandable but um, <laughs> they do these things where they like they'll read like advertisements and and they'll do it in a snarky way and I, God I wish I wish like somebody would do that like hey we'll pay you like five dollars per download if you read you know, about how awesome Walmart is or something. And mm -hmm. I would totally just do it in like a snarky way. But uh, let's see if I can come up with, um, uh, let's see. Um, I can do, I can do something like, a, like, <laughs> it's like, do you want, do you want combat with, with awesome girls in lingerie? Go to Carrie Spectrum custom requests. Cause there's nothing, well, most of the things she won't say no to. <laughs> <laughs> Unless, of course, uh, she's pregnant, in which case... Uh, which is not possible anymore. Yes. Yeah, so sorry, that ship has sailed. No, you guys cannot impregnate me. Mm -hmm. But they can still ask you to wear like a like a, a belly, fake belly or something. Uh, yes, you can. Um, but no, so um, who are your favorite companies to work for and also who are your favorite models to work with? Favorite companies to work for, obviously, and not just because we're on a podcast oh, together, Sleeper Kid, um, and Jacqueline, obviously. I love staying with you guys. Mm -hmm. It's always like a vacation staying with you guys. In the downstairs room with my wiener. Mm -hmm. um, even though you guys try to keep me up until the time I fucking wake up in the morning. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Um, another company I like working with, um, I like working with, um, Beauties and Bondage slash Bound to Burst in oh, Pennsylvania. Nice. There, uh, Dave is amazing. He's probably one of the most underrated producers in the country. He is outside, um... What is it, Lancaster? And he does bondage and some pea stuff. He's absolutely amazing. Wow. I love him. You can find him on Twitter. He's at Buttes and Bondage. B E A U T S and Bondage. Mm -hmm. um, who else? Uh, we bring it, obviously. They do competitive catfighting. If you're not into 
competitive stuff, it's not for you, but mm -hmm. they're very safe, very sane. They go over all the rules. Um, it's nothing you're not comfortable with. Other than that, I mean, I'm... So, so that, no, that's good. That's good. But like in terms of, um, favorite, um, your favorite models or, or your favorite... Favorite models. Models and wrestlers to work with. Favorite models and wrestlers, um... Enchantress Sarai. Mm -hmm. It's definitely one of my number ones right now. Sarai, Caden Slux, Riley Reynolds, Jacqueline Velvets. Um, Jamie Daniels is always one of my favorites. Morgan Del Rey. You're, you're actually... Jen Dolby. Oh, Jen, yeah. And you're ho you're hosting Morgan tonight, right? Yes, I'm yeah. hosting Morgan tonight. She's going to be coming up more freq frequently. I just hooked up with Sunshine Tampa in the past year. She was awesome, okay. and I hope to bring her up more frequently. She actually contacted me. Um, yeah, actually, she contacted me on, uh, on Twitter. If you can work with her, you definitely should. She's fucking amazing. Really, truly amazing. I haven't worked with somebody with her charisma in probably five or six years. Well, that's okay. Great. She just actually contacted me for uh, FetishCon, so we yeah. have to do that. Yeah, she's got. I'm actually going to FetishCon this year. Yay! I have booked it, and I'm actually booked my room too. So the uh, yeah, the only thing I would say about FetishCon is just make sure you leave some time on the weekend uh, off to relax, and party a bit, because holy shit. I'm not booking any work. Good. I mean, what? You're just going to go to a party? Yeah. Yay! Holy shit. Cheers to that. Um, so uh, I'm going there as support for a friend. Okay, good. And I'll probably hire your ass if you're available. Hey, whatever you need me for, I'm there. No, I'm saying, yeah, well, well definitely, I can have you as one of the local SKW girls. I got some re-upping to do. So, yes. Um, but uh, so we have, um, we have a little bit of time left, and then uh, I think we're doing dinner. Um, but, uh, and you guys unfortunately will not be joining us for dinner. Just, <laughs> too many people. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so in the end, um, uh, really it's a matter of, of like where we're at and what we're doing. And the fact that this is what we're doing right now to me is, uh, amazing. I'll never stop being like astounded by the fact that we do this for a living and, uh, no matter what you're life's position is if you happen to be able to do do this we have so many people that we know that are you know models and producers who manage to squeeze this awesome stuff into their lives um amongst friends but the, i think the point i'm trying to make is like when it comes to what we do in the fetish world um and i'm not even that neck deep in it like what i do is considered very vanilla to a lot of fetish producers they'll just go like oh you do wrestling yeah well what kind i'm like well this kind Oh, so there's none of this, this, and that. No, there isn't. So they'll think that, you know, I'm, I'm trying to skate off into, the, like, the more PG version of it. But, you know, it's all fetish. You know, in the end, it's all like, hey, are you shooting something where a girl's wearing just tights or socks or barefoot or she's doing wrist fetish? I mean, it's, it's, it's a very open world, but the fact that we can exist in it, I think, is fantastic. And um, there's a uh, – do you have any regrets at all? Or are you just per you're happy where you're at right now? Like everything's really good in terms of like where this road is taking you. And uh, I'm I'm gonna assume your answer is probably mine, but I'm not. I don't want to assume. I have no regrets mm. at all. Um, I'm just really looking forward to the future and making more of what I've already built with the friends I've built 
mm-hmm. and the family that I've made in the industry. It makes sense to me. I, um, yeah, I can't imagine being anywhere else. I, I honestly, uh, every time I think about it, it it's, it, it, it gives me goosebumps. Yeah. Right. You're kind of like, Oh my God, I get to do this. It's um, like a, it's, it's a strange thing, you know? And I kind of touched on it earlier upstairs. Mm-hmm. You know, you have your friends and your family that are your, your real friends yep. and your family. And then you have the people that you're comfortable with on a different level. And, you know, you can just, totally be yourself around you know like i can talk to you like about any like totally be open about anything 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 and i don't have to be guarded at all like i can be myself and that goes without saying about any topic you know i know that we see differently about many things and as most friends do. Absolutely. And we argue and we fight. And you and I <laughs> you and I argue and we fight more than most people do. <laughs> but that's because we love each other more than most people do. Don't and, let yeah, the fans have to know that. Yeah. Ew, gay. Um, <laughs> but um, I wouldn't change anything or anybody that I've built relationships with in this industry because they are the people that I've become the closest with and my whole entire circle is here. Well, I'm, I'm very appreciative of the fact that, you know, I got to meet you at all, you know, not just that, like if we just met on a normal circumstance, I'd be like, Oh my God, this is great. But like the fact that it happened the way that it did and that this friendship has turned into two companies that are, doing really well and producing some great content that contributes to the world of, of, of the fetish that we, I guess, exist in, um, it, you know, in such a way where like, you know, we really are like, I mean, God damn, I can't say it without sounding self, uh, like the chef, self-centered like this. Yeah. Like Steven Spielberg, <laughs> but really like you're producing some stuff that in, in a way that, that other companies just aren't even getting close to doing. And I have fans that tell me all the time, they're like, you know, you're you and like Carrie Spectrum and uh, Femme Wrestling Rooms and, you know, uh, Jacqueline Velvets and like, you guys are like my top four, my top five, you know, because it's like you guys really do care about what's being put out there. And, you know, of course, for every lover, there's 16 haters and mm-hmm. it's fantastic. Actually, I love that part of my life. I love hearing people who, who hate who hate. Guys. I love it because they're just like... Oh, I do I'm... too. I'm perfectly honest, especially on social media. Yeah, no. Like what I... I did Yesterday, I had oh. a whole fucking thing on it. I was like, this is what it is. And then I had some people fucking hate back and I was like, you know what? Here's what I have to say fucking mm-hmm. back to you, you know? Oh, man. And I've got guys who... I got, There was one guy who was mad because like... Um, like, oh, you're, you're the girls who lose in your videos. Like, why are you always getting knocked out? Why can't we just have them scream and beg for 15 minutes? And I'm like, well, that's just not, that's not the slice of cake that we're providing. Like, we, we do knockouts. It's like, it's knockouts, wrestling, combat, sleepy. You know, if I wanted to do straight up submission, then, then you know, I would, I would probably be doing a complete different thing. Like, yeah. For example, like Vivi. Vivi yeah. Lane does a lot of amazing pro-style stuff, but she concentrates more on the submission aspect mm-hmm. of it. It's not knockouts. I think you did the first ever knockout video with Vivi mm-hmm. Lane. So if yes, you guys ever want to see Vivi Lane get knocked out, uh, Carrie Spectrum did the first video ever where that happens. So you can only find That's it. That's absolutely you true. You can only find it at Spectrum Custom Request. I had to actually train her for that. For the eye rolling and stuff? Yep. It oh, was, man. It was 
pretty funny. I was like, have you ever done a uh, knockout video? She was like, no. I was like, oh, this and, is fun. But, but you know, it's funny. You see some of these these girls and, and other producers do it, and they, they ignore the knockout aspect. And as a fan, you kind of go like, oh, I would love to see you try this. But as producer, you go like, but then that would provide more competition for and what you know I'm what's doing. What's funny though is I got a lot of compliments on that video. I would assume so, yeah, because I mean it seems like from just from the vid caps, like yeah, she really she did nailed really, it, really, really, really well. And she wants to come shoot with us, so I was just like, you know what? If we can, if we can do the second ever, you yeah. know, VV Lane, because Alan Supermock, oh, he loved it. Yeah, he um, reviewed it and he gave it a good review. So. so uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, um, I think it's time for us to drink wine and get a steak somewhere. Uh, just to reiterate, uh, Carrie Spectrum is not only one of my dearest, closest friends, uh, she also is one of the top producers in the industry today, in my estimation, uh, in terms of the content and the quality uh, and just the sheer amount of it, too. You, you update like almost every other day, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, so, if you want to check out her stuff, you want to go to cliffforsale.com. And the store number is 39712, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, it's awesome stuff. You'll, If you have any desire to watch combat, female, female, male, female, um, yeah, knockout stuff, uh, very intimate settings, um, Carrie does it really well. And I am very proud to say that I was there at the beginning. Yay! And that uh, I, I was... Um, as the old song says, uh, a stepping stone on her way up. And so um, we are going to end this, and uh, we love you guys very much. You guys keep us alive. And, Namaste. And I think, um, I think that's it. So until next time, I have no idea who I'm going to interview. I'm assuming maybe something up here in New York. If not, we'll do something in Atlanta. Uh, I'm thinking now that we've talked about it, I think Addie Juniper would be a really good guest. Yeah. Go Addie! <laughs> I think I'll just let her just talk for two hours. Yeah. Go Addie! Uh, but in the meantime, we might do something up here. Uh, I won't make any promises, but I really have my eyes set on uh, Evangeline Von Winter, but we'll see how that goes. Go. In the meantime, cheers. Cheers. I love you. Love you. And say goodbye to the fans. Goodbye, fans. Bye, guys. Love yeah. you. Oh, my God.